Hey everyone, this is Joel. And I'm Kyron. And this week it's time for one more job on the Dialogue Options Podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever-fateful hosts, Joel McDonald, that is me, and as always, my very, very good friend and co-host, Mr. Kyron Morrison. How are you doing? Good, sir. Joel, I'm very tired, but this week we finally get to talk about something very cool. We do, yeah. (laughs) We took a week off last week to to get this done right, and now we (laughs) we can do this right. I'm 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 glad that we both got the uh, look. Let's put it. Let's be honest. I'm glad that I got there eventually because I was just, oh god, it was it was not a, a struggle, but it was a just a struggle to find time. It was tough. Like there, honestly, so. I only finished it when I did because I was doing a couple of missions, and I I think it was like Thursday night, maybe. I mm-hmm. hit, it hit midnight, which is when I should go to bed because of work in the morning. Of course, and I just had a killer mission. I'm like, I got to do the next one. And it just so yep. happened that they all chained together up until the 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 end, essentially. The, and the climax. Yeah. Mm. And I looked at the clock afterwards and it was done. It was like two thirty. I'm like, shit. I'm gonna yep. be dead tomorrow, but I I'm I couldn't stop. I had to see it through. <laughs> that seems to be a common theme with us this year. We did the same thing with bloody Spider Man and yep. I think I did the same with God of War. Just have to see it through Joel. As well. You do it with Life is yeah. Strange. Life is Strange, that was the other one I did, yeah, where I just I smashed through that. Um, but yeah, I had the similar thing, but I think instead of being 2.30 when I finished, it was like 5 o'clock in the morning. Um, <laughs> but I, yeah. We got there, we got there. We did get there. But before we before we get there on the show, I think, uh, uh, what's been happening, what else has been happening this week? Well, well, the, Joel, the, the subsequent actually... weeks that we've we haven't uh, haven't had a chat. I was gonna say it's been a couple of weeks since we we did our banter. Yeah, uh, exactly. Honestly, I've been working a whole lot, so yep. not much fun, really. Cool. Just right. working like an adult, and then trying to like scrounge up a couple of hours of Red Dead each night. Mm-hmm. Just been chipping away at that. I don't really think much else is going on right now. Just That's waiting fair. for waiting for Christmas to bring in the uh, the good times. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've How about actually you? got. A, How about you? I've, I've got a few. I've had a few good things happen. I've got one good thing happening later on this week. If you catch, if you catch my drift, it's I'm going to Good Things, the music festival. But um, so spoilers, which video game related Nintendo are going to be at? <laughs> Apparently, nice. I was like, all right, this is literally good things. This is the all the things that I like. My Friday. For, consists of trying to not think about smash being on my switch while i'm at work mm-hmm. plus trying not to think about the game awards happening while i'm at work <laughs> yeah well i'm gonna i'm the same things but like i'll be at, at a music festival so at least I, that's fun yeah it's true I'll, I'll it'll be easier to keep my mind preoccupied with other things but speaking of music though i did go and see a i went to a gig on sunday last sunday um i went and saw frank turner and the sleeping nice. souls um and it was fucking excellent like honestly one of one of the best gigs i've ever been to in my life um 
I was right on I was right on the the barrier at the front for it and within the first 2 minutes Frank came down and was like seeing to the crowd and stuff and at one point he was I know I say literally a lot but like literally in front of me and then he lost his balance a little bit and then used my shoulder to steady himself and I'm like this is already the best gig it counts that counts year. as as uh as contact <laughs> Mm, absolutely. And he was fighting like a throat infection and yeah, it was amazing. Like if you've not heard of Frank Turner, I mean, he's definitely worth a listen. He's really, really cool. Really awesome dude. Um, and just absolutely amazing live to, to see live. I've been wanting to see him for like the last three and a half years since I got into him. Um, and, uh, my friend who got me into them, into him was like, oh, he comes back every year at Easter time and he hasn't since. <laughs> um until now so he a liar I, yeah pretty much yeah he was like i'm so sorry and i'm like that's fine we got there eventually uh so i'm wearing my frank turner t-shirt right now i'm feeling pretty good it's yeah uh but apart from that just work just work work in red dead and counting the seconds until smash the counting the seconds until smash and the myriad of other things that i've got going on so yeah you know, but you know what i realized the other day joel with mm-hmm. smash so close I was um, just doing some rearranging in front of my TV for my, my Smash Amiibo, and I was just like, ah, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> you got to make more space. got to make more space, man. <laughs> shit. Uh, I'm lucky I haven't pre-ordered any of them, so I, I think I'm fine. Um, but anyway, before we get carried away with Smash Brothers, we'll save that for next week. Um Oh, man, next week's going to be a big show, too. It's anyway, huge. <laughs> it's going to be a big one, uh, but... This week is going to be pretty damn good nonetheless, so let's kick it off by kicking it off by checking in with our quest log. Mission completed. Quest log. Our quest log is, of course, what we've been playing over the past, well, a couple of weeks now, since we've, uh, since we, we put out an episode. Um, but yeah, we, we check in with what we've been playing, give our impressions and our thoughts and feelings on them, and, uh, well, look, this week, let's face it, I played something else. I, I started something else today. No time. Um, but And I went back to something else today. But... I've also played a couple of things, but... <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I, I, I went back to the Messenger, Kyron. I'm, just, really? I'm smashing through the Messenger again. I, I'm like, I'm determined to finish that now before the end of the year. Um, we'll see. But this week is, of course, I think it's, it's, it's finally time. We've both seen credits. We've both experienced... Look, there's stuff we haven't experienced yet, but we've experienced the the majority of what... We, we saw credits. Exactly. There are other little instances and, oh, and yes. Easter eggs and things that you there's can heaps. spend hours upon hours upon hours doing, and um, I, I might get around to it eventually and have a look around. I've, I've seen some things, but... Um, I've, but yes. just, I've just been jumping in for like an hour and just... Because, I mean, I, I'm not going to get the platinum in this game, but I do want to actually go and check out all of his collectibles. So I have like a map I'm following. Oh, and nice. It's it's sort of leading me to some interesting little extra things you can you can find. Okay. I might need you to uh, link me to that map. Oh, I'll, link it, I'll uh, link it your way. I'll sling it over. That would be great. I'd like to have a look at that. Um, but yes, no, we both have uh, seen the, the end of... Arthur Morgan and the the Vandalin Gang's story in Red Dead Redemption Two. Um, if you want to hear our early and mid reports on the game, there's a two very beefy episodes out there with all that on there. If this is your first time listening to us, but um, having said that, 
like like we both said, we've seen credits. We know how things play out now. So this is this is full spoilers. We're going. This is it, John. No, like nothing one is off the table. Last episode. One exactly. More episode. One last job, Karen. One last job. Um, Naturally, of course, time codes will exactly. Help you avoid yeah. it. I will. I will have those down there up uh, in the uh, in the show notes as well. But <clears throat> yes, from this point onwards until uh, the show notes say otherwise, we are full spoilers. Just a steal from Broad from Hunting Seasons. You have been warned. Uh, it's effective. So it, it is. I like it. It's catchy. It's really catchy. I can't help but say it. It's, it's like programmed into my brain. So, all right, Kyron. Where, where, where do we kick this off? Okay. Well, look, honestly, now we're full spoilers. In the past, mm-hmm. we've, sort of, we've sort of dabbled in character and story, but now we can sort of open it right up. Now, exactly. The, the story is told over the course of... I don't know how long I played it for. <laughs> it's years, I think. Yeah, because it has like, to be years. And even even I tried to like check my in-game like time, but it doesn't doesn't give you anything. Okay, that's all right. I was like, I wanted to know how much time I'd spent actually playing the game. But actually there's no playing. like game clock at all. And I was like, that's interesting. I don't, I don't mind it. Yeah, because like I- the time just turned to sand through my fingers as I as I was just enjoying my adventures in the West so much. Oh, and I know I've 100% left the game running a couple of times and I've gone to run errands and I'm like mid-mission and I'm like, ah, oh, I've got to go pick up Ash from work, so I'll just leave this running. And yeah, I've had many a time doing that. So that, that all adds up after a while. But even then, like, if I consider that I basically at least, at least each night this this month, maybe except about, maybe maybe about, let's just say seven, seven nights, we'll, we'll subtract that. But basically like at least two to three hours most days. Mm-hmm. As I can hopefully manage, just depending on how much work wrecked me, because this game does require attention. Like it was so oh, hard for me some nights. I would come home just burned out, and I couldn't. I couldn't do it. Especially too that the game, the game does. And we've. I, well, I know I mentioned this before, but the game does fight you quite a lot <laughs> yeah, um, in some aspects. You know, if if I had to sort of nitpick anything about it, that would be one of my 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 major gripes with the with the game is that it's uh it'll fight against you sometimes and I, I, I sometimes that's intentional and like the game is meaning to do that but other times I don't think it is as much and that's the moments where it sort of dropped the ball for me a little bit not but like I said if this is where I had to pick something to be uh, I guess critical about uh about the game is that yeah there, there are a couple of points where I was like you know, frustrated with the way things happened, and uh, I will touch on those very soon. Um, should we, should we sort of try to go through chapter by chapter because the game is divided up into chapters? Yes, six chapters and an epilogue. Um, all three, of, of three parts. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Um, all of varying uh, lengths as well. So because yes. like chapter one and two are pretty like. Oh, probably like chapter one's like maybe two or three hours, maybe four yeah, hours. Yeah, because like because chapter one sort of is like the one setting. Yeah, exactly, and that's just, it's it's the setup. It's you know introducing you to everyone and and getting you as comfortable as the game will let you. Um, and from there in chapter two, it it opens up a little bit more, but it's still introducing you to a lot of things and even in chapter three it's still introducing you to, to game mechanics and stuff that, oh yeah <laughs> that you don't see 
uh, until you get to certain points in the game. Um, but three seems to be like the longest one to me. That seems to be the, the, the meatiest of the chapters. That's a chapter in Rhodes, isn't it? Yes. Yep. Yeah, um, I would I would probably agree because it covers a lot of stuff as well with the um the Braithwaite's and the Greys and mm-hmm. and like dealing with those two factions is a pretty big part of the story. And it's it's pretty like yeah, it's spinning a lot of plates at that point yeah, before it, it finally sort of comes back to a you know to a knife head at the end. But even then, like in the last I guess chapter 6, yeah, chapter 6 like you get the whole thing with the the Native American tribe. Yeah. And then that dovetails out again a little bit before coming back in. It's because like one final little bubble. I I in my in my adventures, you know, around this world, I had actually gone through their encampment. Yes, it was, same. It was in- interesting because it was you go through there, it's like, look, not like these weapons up here. Exactly. And, uh, you could pretty tell that it pretty easily tell it was like Native Americans. And mm-hmm. I was like the entire time since then, I was like, when are these guys going to come into play? Well, it's it's marked on the map as well as, like, the yeah, Wapiti Indian Reserve. So, yeah. Um, I Yeah, I, I was like, yeah, this is going to be something. The fact that it is marked and it is clearly marked as you cannot use your weapons here and all sorts of yeah. stuff. It's like, this is, a, this is important. Um, and then when it did start to sort of, that, that storyline started to gain momentum, it was like, okay, this makes sense. Um. Alrighty, well, starting at the start, you know, man, that... 18, 1899. <laughs> in the prologue, Joel, chapter one, but it's a prologue, basically, when you yeah, are... Yeah, exactly. You have basically retreated to the to the Grizzlies up north. Mm-hmm. Yep. After a mission went horribly wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, yep. not a mission, but a job. A heist. Yeah. It was a heist. A heist, and I liked it, it was a heist that you never really... You never really know exactly what went down. No, you don't. Like you, you hear stories about like Dutch losing his cool, mm-hmm. and, and everyone has their their side of the story. Basically, yeah. you hear bits and pieces of it, and it, it's very I, it, it's very uh, what's it called? Uh, Reservoir Dogs. It's yeah, a, because you never actually see it. No, you never see it. It's it's all just being retold and and it's relived he, by said. characters. Yeah, um, and I love that. That's what I love about when someone was telling me to watch Reservoir Dogs. They're like, yeah, it's it's like a bank heist movie or it's like a, it's a jewelry store heist movie where you never actually see the jewelry store heist. And I'm like, oh, that sounds interesting. And yeah. this is the same thing. Like, you know, the setup for this is the, the whole reason you, you are on the run is because of this botched um, bank heist. So, or it'll be this bank, botched a job, whatever it was that went yeah. down. And basically the gang had to cut and run, leaving their takings, Stashed away in Blackwater, mm-hmm. but yep. the, and they they do dangle like it it does go away later, but I do like my best sort of thing. Yeah, we're gonna go back to Blackwater and get that money, and then we'll be we'll be out. And that I do like that. Eventually, just goes away. They're like, yeah, look, we we can't go back to Blackwater. There are there are much bigger. There is a particular point, yes, where 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 the gang lose like the takings and and stuff. At, well, not just the takings, but other things as well. From from a, another botched job. Uh, and that's the point where everyone's just like, "Fuck Blackwater, we're not going back there." This, we, we got to look up. We got to just make sure that we survive now. That's what it's all about. Yes. Um. And then from there, so you're in the Grizzlies. It's sort of snowy. It's cold. It's miserable. Some people really don't like it. Um, some people die. Yeah, some people do die. You don't. You don't meet them really. No. You, you can. Uh, you can visit their graves in the post game. Oh, you can. Can you? Okay. Yes. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, they are mentioned a fair bit in um, uh, 
Arthur's journal. Yes. As well. He does talk about them there. Um, but yeah, basically, the Dutch has this plan of uh, robbing this this train. So you do a train job, um, which... That, tra- that train belongs to Leviticus Cornwall, right? Exactly, yeah. Yes. So that, that, that sets that, uh, that whole thing in motion as well. Uh, and surprise, surprise, this is going to be a common occurrence and theme that comes back up, is that a plan that Dutch comes up with doesn't go to plan. Joel, he has a plan. He does have a plan. He's got a, he's got a plan. He barely has a plan. He, he has just, he has half a plan most of the time. He needs time to come oh, up with a plan. I just need more time. Oh, fucking Dutch. fucking Dutch. God damn. Um but yeah, so that's uh but yeah. That's essentially like chapter one, really. That's chapter one. Um then the the gang move from, from the Grizzlies into uh just outside Valentine. I can't remember the name of the camp. It's a uh, Horseshoe Overlook, maybe? That's the one I think you're right, yeah. Horseshoe something. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a horseshoe over something as well, it's, yeah. I believe. Um and yeah, they set about trying to just the whole the their their end game that Dutch has come up with is that they need to just do a few more jobs, get a bit of money together, and then they're gonna move out west? No, not west, they're gonna move their plan is to go further east. Further east, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I mean, they do. And but and I do like that the plan changes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Becomes more extreme. Like, yeah, we'll go east, then we'll go here. Actually we might go here. It's like, can you can you settle <laughs> on something? Because this is we are just grasping at straws here, Dutch. We are grasping at straws. Yep. Um Yeah, so I mean Valentine uh, and and the horseshoe camp is pretty much still tutorial stuff. It's like chapter one's like prologue and setting up the story. And then chapter two is like getting you used to the game mechanics. Cause there are a lot, a lot of game mechanics. In this and it game. also chapter two also sort of lets you, it, it introduces you to the gang really. A lot of emissions yeah, exactly. there, you'll, you'll go to Valentine with like, with Lenny and have that amazing drinking mission, which I think we talked about a couple of weeks back. We did, but it's still amazing. Still an incredible mission. Still a very funny mission. Uh, mm-hmm. or, you, or like, yeah, there's, there's basically you, it's, a lot of it is spent going to Valentine with characters, and you sort of it sort of introduces you to the cast. Yeah, yeah, you get you get that sort of like one on one or like smaller group time with with individuals uh, from the gang, which is really great. Um. And then you sort of get to chapter three, which, uh, well, cause I mean, it's, it's, it's worth mentioning that like the, the way chapter two culminates is exactly. Yeah. So first of all, John, John Marston, the titular character from Red Dead one, mm-hmm. uh, has the idea to like, you know, to, to rustle some sheep mm-hmm. and that, that seems like a fine plan, right? Yeah. What yeah, absolutely. Wrong, what, but what, what goes wrong with a sheep, Joel? <laughs> don't they belong to Lavidia's Cornwall as well? I'm, I'm pretty sure because I remember when they get there because he was like, "Yeah, we'll get good money for these," and the guys are like, "Look, we can give you." I can't remember what the exact price is, but it's not great. It's like five hundred dollars or something. It's not. It's, yeah, and, it's a, and it's it, enough, but not well, like two hundred and fifty dollars. I just remember the look that Arthur gives John. He's just like, "You idiot! You, you idiot fucking kidding, Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that's and that's like okay, cool. That job's done. But then you meet Dutch it at the saloon. And mm-hmm. fucking Leviticus Cornwall rocks up. Yep. With these, are they? Are they? They're not necessarily Pinkertons, are they? At that point, they're just um, no. They are. They are Pinkertons. They are Pinkertons. Yeah, okay. He hires them. Yeah. 
Yeah, because I knew I knew they were in. His, he was. They were pretty, like you know, firmly in his pocket later in the game. But I couldn't remember if they were there immediately at the start. I'm pretty sure that's yeah, yeah. Because I think because is Milton's not there though, is he at the start? Mm, well, because Milton actually he is in that chapter because he runs okay. into Arthur when he takes Jack fishing. That's right. Yes, and that's when you're sort of introduced to Milton and fucking Agent Ross mm. from Red Dead Redemption One. Milton, of course, exactly. not in the first game. But, no. Uh, you, you, I when I saw him, I'm like, I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> yep. I was like, you son of a bitch. Um, but yeah, so so obviously, yeah, Cornwall and the Pinkins rock up. I think they've got John, don't they? Do they have John? Who do they have as their hostage? Oh, who do they I have? I can't remember. It doesn't, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, the important thing is that, like, Dutch is like, uh, I can talk my way out of this. He, he doesn't. No, no. It erupts into a massive gunfight where you wipe out half of Valentine. Because as as well spoken and uh, and uh, refined as Dutch thinks that he is, he's he's still an outlaw. Ever the philosopher. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he, he all these books, <sighs> these many many books. Amazing scene um, later. We can talk about that that description of Dutch. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so like obviously, yeah, you and that that erupts in just disaster. And you end up killing your way out of Valentine. Mm-hmm. And obviously you can't stay there. You can't stay at Horseshoe Overlook because that it is nope. way too close to Valentine and there's a lot of heat coming down. And also, also the Pinkertons already know that you're close by because yes, of that, that running Jack. with, yeah. Um, at that point, have you, haven't you also done the mission to go get Micah Bell as well from Strawberry? <sighs> yep. Where you shoot up Strawberry. Yep. So like, already, yep. already trouble is just erupting very quickly. Things are snowballing. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't slow down. Well, I mean, it does, but, like, it doesn't, in the grand scheme of things, slow down all that much. Um, yeah. Then you move to, uh, was it, Rhodes? And I can't remember the name of the camp there. It's... Oh, it's not... What is it? God damn it. Is it Beaver Hollow? No, isn't Beaver Hollow up in Ansberg? Yes, it is. You're right. Um, um, it's not Shady Bell, because that's the... the, the Shady Bell is... Yeah, it's... Oh, it's the one that isn't any of those ones, basically. I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking at the Red Dead map right now because I've got okay, to know. Okay, cool. Yeah, um, but yeah. So you went up there outside Rhodes, which Rhodes is a, a very much a uh, white bread. Um, look, I guess hillbilly town. Would I be mean, the best way to put it. You can sort of say it like so. The main gang in there are the Lemoyne Raiders, who are yeah. sort of left over from the um, the Civil War, is it? Yeah, yeah. And they 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 are not afraid to let everyone know about how they feel no, about because this is also the area where you start running into the KKK as well. Yes, yeah. There are three, I, I believe, three instances where you run into the KKK. Um, I found them at least twice, and boy, did I kill them all. Mm, um. Yeah, so I think. But, by yeah. the way, uh, just before we move on, the, the camp is Clemens Point. Clemens Point. All right, there we go. Um, yeah, I wouldn't have remembered that. That was the one no. that isn't stuck in my brain. Um, now, there's some really good missions here. There really is. Yeah, this chapter three is sort of where it's you. You're comfortable with pretty much the 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 basics and and then some of the game and how it plays and how it wants you to play and what is expected of you as a player. And it's just down to, like, what can we do now to show off 
said mechanics and, and world that we've built. Because, I mean, you, you move there to sort of escape uh, Cornwall and the Pinkertons, and I really think Chapter 3 does a good job of making you feel like you're in the clear because you don't really deal with them in this chapter. Yeah, and it's at the like when you find when you finally start setting up that camp that it it does feel like I know Dutch says it. He's like, "This is this is it. This is yeah. This is how we are. This is this is you know this is living basically." Um, and yeah, it does feel like that. There, it's it's comfortable. It's probably the biggest of the camps that you have. I think yeah, it, it's it's pretty spread out, especially when you like pick up the boat. From the, the ledger, yes. and you can yeah. sort of go, take it out in the water. I suppose Shady Bell kind of is, but it's in a different way. Yeah, Shady Bell's pretty large, but it's tough because that also includes like the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, in, as terms of just like a open oh. plan living. Also, to go back a little bit to sort of just rewind a sec, I do. I love at the start of chapter three the little encounter you have with the German family. Yes. At the side of this chapter. So where yes. you basically, you could, obviously Arthur doesn't speak German. Nope. And I love, I love his exact, I can't remember his exact words, but he's just like, who came up with these words? <laughs> yeah. Who, who did still, this? He's just, at that point, he's disgruntled old man, and I love yeah, it. Yeah, he is. Mm. Um, but yeah, I do like, basically, you you save those guys. And, and like, honestly, we'll, we'll, we'll touch back on those guys later. There's a nice little moment, and I like yes. how thankful they are when, when they help him and they give him the little gold bar. Mm-hmm. Which I held on to for a while. Yep. I think I've still got it. Nice. Nice. Mm-hmm. Save that money. Yep. Got, got, the, got all that money, which means which means John's got it now. Yeah. Oh, um, oh, we'll get there. Yeah, we will. Uh, but, uh, there's lots of, yeah, there's just so many good missions here, because this also has a mission where you steal the moonshine. Yes. And yeah. try to well, take it to the Braveways, and they're like, take it into town and give it away for free. Go to the well, saloon. That- and just give it away for free. That's that's the thing. Like the reason why there is so much more here is because that's where you are introduced to not only Rhodes but the uh uh the, the Gray family and the Braithwaite family, who are and basically Dutch has, like Dutch has a plan. What's fucking what a surprise! He's gonna rob them both because he believes yeah. that they've both got like um civil war gold basically. Yeah, because I mean <laughs> it is worth mentioning. We should probably bring it up before we before we really get into the. To the decline of Dutch. Like, typically, the Vandalin gang is, like, the way that they talk about themselves, like, they do steal, but mm-hmm. they also help. Like, they do good deeds as well they as, have like... A, they have a code of conduct, basically. Yeah, in, yeah, exactly. Of Which is why it's such a big deal when you hear anyone talk about Dutch losing his cool in Blackwater mm-hmm. and killing a girl. Killing a yep. woman. Yep. So, yeah, I think it's worth mentioning that because... The idea is, I guess, that Dutch basically... Obviously, that's a point, but also the Braveweights and the Greys are both kind of jerks as and far as families go. And also fucking insane. Yes, and, that too. And, and inbred as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> At least yeah. I think that... Is it the, yeah, no, they both are, I believe. I think that the Greys are pretty much inbred because you have that mission with um the the son of the Braithwaites who wants to... He's in love with one of the... Uh, oh, no, it's the son of the Greys who's in love with one yeah. of the Braithwaite girls. Yeah. And he's like, I don't want to marry my cousin. It's it's wrong and all this stuff. I'm like, whoa, okay. Yep, that's a thing. <laughs> I mean, you're, not, you're not wrong. It isn't it's, It isn't great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, in that time... I know, I know. It's That was a thing in that area of the world. Still, still not good to hear. Um, <laughs> that's not even the worst. No, it's not. Things of get incestuous worse. relationships. There's... <laughs> 
We could talk. There's, there's a, we should, yeah, we should probably get through because there's strangers I want to talk about, Joel. Yeah, exactly. The story, um, uh, and also just like general, general missions as well. That were yeah, yeah. Fun, but because, like, again, like I said, there are some good missions here. That the one I described, where you take the the, the moonshine to the saloon and basically get to be a bartender, is great. Yes, uh, the setup for that as well with Hosea is. I think we did talk about this one, but yeah. like it's uh, yeah, where the you, setup for that where where you have to the, the persona character <laughs> is so great, and it's just yeah, that was the moment I fell in love with Hosea. I um, really wanted to keep that pipe. <laughs> yes. Oh god. I was so bummed when I couldn't, but I wanted to keep it so badly. There is a fetch quest for Dutch though. You can get. Yeah, I know. His pipe back. I didn't get it. So a lot of those fetch quests quests were cool, but I didn't realize they were timed. So yeah, they they, yeah yeah. I missed basically all of them. Well, there's one particular that was very much timed. I think the last time we spoke about it was we we mentioned that when uh when Kieran got killed. But oh boy. Um, but yeah, I think there's one for Sean as well. Oh, we didn't even touch. No, Sean. Sean's in this chapter. Sean's in this chapter. Yep. It's the end Kieran's of this chapter. chapter. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, it's, cool. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, the end of this chapter <laughs> because we we have to mention getting to that point because the mission. I forget how what how do the Braveways end up taking Jack? I forget the what happens there. Oh, what does happen there? I, I think it's just um, Lady it's when Cornwall. You're, it's when you're just... out doing something. Oh, what is it? I can't remember because I remember you you guys you all go out and do a job and you come back. And like Abigail's like they got Jack. Oh, you! It's yeah. It's it's when you're doing a, a, I think you're doing a mission for them as well, and you get ambushed by the Greys as well. Possibly. Or yeah. the, I mean, the important thing is they take Jack, and it, it the mission where you go to get Jack back. Uh, I man, any time in this in this game, where right, when you when you saddle up the gang and ride out, yep. is just and it's used just sparingly enough so that every mm-hmm. time when it happens like you know that this is this is serious yeah this is a this is a this is a uh, a tipping point in the story yeah when when the whole gang is riding out something big is about to go down yeah and yeah you're 100% right there's a really amazing amazing scene riding oh. up to to the um the the Braithwaite manor the music in that scene as well is just so good. As you, yep. And then you're sort of all just walking up, guns drawn. Mm-hmm. And, and you see like the Braithwaite sort of popping out of the top floor of a manor, bottom floor as they, they're all sort of seeping out. Because yeah, a hell of a gunfight goes on there. Yeah. Um, oh man, I really can't remember why they, why they kidnapped him. I think, it was just, I think it was just getting back at the fact that, because I thought that when you go to take that moonshine back and she's like, just take it to town, whatever. You're like, oh, that's it. You know, she's given us the money for it. Our plan worked, but she was like, no, fuck that. <laughs> you, yeah, you that that was our moonshine. You've ruined our 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 um our side business, our exactly. side hustle. Um, and the only way to get back was to at them was to 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 kidnap Jack. So and yeah, as it turns out, like to pass him on to a Italian mm. by the name of Angelo Bronte, who will become mm-hmm. a prominent figure very soon. Yeah, yeah, before a very untimely death. Um, but yeah, boy, that, that mission where you storm a Braithwaite Manor with the whole gang and just yeah. shoot it to pieces and you go in there and you basically, you wipe out all the Braithwaites that matter, like yep. all the, the prominent family members. And you burn the house to, do, to the ground. Yes, and yeah, as, as, you, as you leave, you can see, like, is it Carolyn or Catherine? Uh, yeah, Car- Carolyn Braithwaite, I think, yeah. 
He's what that sounds Google. right. We got Google. I should I should just be googling these things before I say them, just to make sure I get them right. But, well, this um, plot summary here doesn't actually have like all the details. Of, like just the Braithwaite and the Greys. I'm like, well, no, that was the person who was running it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, like you see her sort of going back into the manor. It's Catherine mm-hmm. Bra- Braithwaite. Catherine. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, and you're like, like the manor's burning down. She's going back into it, and you guys are leaving because you've done what you need to do. Yep. And it's. Just such an incredible shot. And going back there later, mm-hmm. like you can loot her corpse. I haven't done that. You can, So yeah. basically you can loot her and get her like brooch. Uh, oh, damn it. That's what you... Fuck. I, ha- I haven't that. sold it. I'm holding on to it. Um, is, it, is, is, it is it used in crafting? Is it? I think it might be for a, um, oh, uh, okay. a talisman. Cool. Yeah. Well, her body is... St- like, because I was really curious. I'm like... Well, I'm pretty sure she walked back in there, and Red Dead's been pretty good about this stuff in the past, so mm-hmm. I thought I'd check it out. Went back into the mansion, and yeah, there she was. Burnt to a crisp, but I was able to loot her brooch. Probably not the most gruesome thing you've seen in this game, either. No, there's some, there's some uh, fucked up shit, especially post-game stuff, but... There is. Uh, one particular gang. Um, yes. But yeah, so after that, the gang packs up, moves on down the road, just outside, Saint-Denis... Well, Saint Dennis, Shady Bell, yeah, and Shady Bell, um, which is weirdly enough where you like the, the reason you know about Shady Bell is that's where you steal the moonshine from, I believe, is just outside there. I think that's is where it? that mission. That's where that mission takes place is in that area, and that's what they know about. That's what they know about it. They're like, well, it's going to be deserted now, like, <laughs> <laughs> so that's we might as well go there, um. And yeah, Shady- so the gang gets a house. They do. And mm. uh, Shady Bell's again where I, things still felt okay. I don't know. Like, I mean, it having was a house also to slide. helped. It was, it was starting to slide. Towards the end it was. There was, it was like, um, Dutch's cruelty was pretty questionable in that mission with uh, Catherine Braithwaite where he's pretty like, oh man, when he's dragging her down the steps mm-hmm. at the manor. But even before that in the room when he when they grab her. Yep, and she's like, "You killed all my sons," and then you just see him fire that shot into one. The one must have been still alive on the floor. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's brutal, and that's sort that's... of it's where you start to see Dutch sort of For who he really is. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't again doesn't slow down. No, it doesn't. Um, and doesn't roll back either. But yeah, uh, I'm just gonna go on record again here by saying I hate Saint Denis or Saint Denis. I like, I, I mean, love the design of it all and everything, but like, just my my experiences with Sandini are honestly, the fucking worst. Honestly, I don't want to say it's completely intentional because it could have just, it, but it almost feels appropriate, right? Because yeah, yeah. But like when you reach Sandini, you're you're in the east. Like civilization is sort of taking root over there, and there's no room for cowboys and like no. and outlaws and stuff. Everyone, spe- but most people speak French as well. Like yeah, the mayor's French. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, but yeah, uh, I yeah, that's where I lost my first horse because of the stupid police. Um, oh, the police! Fucking yeah, honestly, there, there was a running joke with with my housemate and I. Basically, the idea was like, "Cool, going to Saint Denis, almost definitely leaving with a bounty." It's not gonna yeah, happen. <laughs> that's it. Like, I accidentally what I looked at someone accidentally on the street, and they're like, "I," and then witness, and you're like, "Oh, for fuck's sake, seriously." And it's always when you're on your way to paying a bounty as well. You're like, I'm just going to yeah. duck in here and pay my... Oh, wait, no. Uh, apparently I've murdered someone now. Good. 
Uh, I must say, though, Saint-Denis is where a lot of the really good Stranger missions are. Yeah, they really are. Um, one in particular, I guess, I don't know if it's a Stranger mission. Uh, I'm a bit shitty at it because I didn't get one of the rewards from it. I don't know if it was because I did something wrong. Oh, okay. Um, but I did. Uh, have you found the vampire? The vampire? Mm-hmm. No. There's a vampire in Saint-Denis. Are you serious? Yeah, dude. Holy shit. Yeah, dude. Uh, there, there's, so there's a whole bunch of graf- bits of graffiti yep. around the town. And when you find them all, it basically paints a map and you go to oh, a certain man. spot. And it has you have to go to a certain spot, the, the certain spot marked between midnight and 1am, which is really hard to do when you can't... I, the time I did it, I couldn't stay at any of the saloons in town because shit had happened <laughs> and, um so i was like well fuck i have to go out of town to to camp to get to holy shit yeah and you have an encounter with a with yeah anyway you, you should I'm, check it out i hope it's in the post game because i'm doing that like i think most of the things are in the post game oh shit. um but yeah so yeah go and check for i think the first one's at one of the saloons if you look at, or near one of the saloons the big saloon um, what what do you, what is it what do you what does it look like is it symbols or anything? Uh it's writing. It's like graffiti okay. and it's like a, it's like a chunk of text on the wall. Because um, in in the epilogue in when I was playing as John in Blackwater, I think it's Blackwater. Mm. In one of the alleyways there's like symbols on the wall. Oh. And I was able to investigate them but I don't know like if there's going to be something similar to that based around that I'm really curious now. It's basically just like an easter egg little thing. Um, but yeah, I, I ended up like, cause I, I stumbled across one and then like couldn't find any more. So I looked it up and sort of went through it there and then spent like nice. two hours trying to fucking get there in the right time. Um, and then I ended up, yeah, anyway, I'll, I'll let you discover That's it. That's so good. I'm definitely checking that out. Um, yeah. So that, that was one, that was one cool thing I found in Sandini. Um, the, uh, the stranger mission with the, the guy who makes the electric chair. Yes, um, and that one, boy, that one was dark. It was graphic. <laughs> like, well, especially, like, I'll never forget when he's like, cool, well, we've got, we've got permission from the law. Uh, mm-hmm. Just need to go get, to go get like, a, a test subject, and they give you a person. You ride out, you killed, like, his mates, his gang members. Mm-hmm. You, you basically hog time up, and you take him back. And that entire ride back is, it's dark. Like, he's crying and stuff. Yep, yep. Well, it's, he's not at first, he's pretty tough at first. He's oh, doing yeah. the whole, like... I'm gonna get out of here. You, you've got it wrong. You're, you're a piece of shit. Right, all this other stuff. And then when <laughs> Arthur starts detailing yeah. what's gonna happen to him, he's just it sort of all hits him at once. It, and it yeah. breaks him, and it's just yeah. like it's so dark. <laughs> yeah, and then you get to go and witness it. Um, yes, and it does not go well. <laughs> no, <laughs> it does like, not go well. Shit. But I was also sort of happy with what happens to the guy who. That's who true. Yeah. As well, I was like, "Yeah, you know what? Fuck you." I mean, look, look. He had, I guess, good intentions, but he was a little bit. I guess if you're consumed. down for capital punishment, sure. Yeah, I know, but like, if you're talking about in terms of like the context of this era, but, uh, like, yeah, he he was he wasn't being like, ah, watch them all burn, ah, fuck you. He's oh, like, no, no, this no, is no. a more hu- this is a humane way of doing it, and he was like. Yeah, he this was con- is going to be a really great idea. He was convinced. I was less convinced when I was watching it happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. It, um, it was not humane. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a really good one. I think that's where you also meet... Um, we talked about this briefly. 
I think last time we spoke about Red Dead, um, uh, I can't remember his name off the top of my head now, but the guy who has the, uh, the boats, the little remote uh, control boat. Marco. Dr- uh, drastic. Dra- Dra- Dragic. Yeah. 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 Um, did you finish that, that quest line? Well, it depends what you when you when you say finished or yeah yeah. I uh, I, I saw the scene at the at his um because that's honest, He's basically sort of like a Nikola Tesla of this of this mixed, world mixed with like Doctor Frankenstein. Yes, yeah. So basically, his goal was to make his little his robot, uh, which then you go back later as after to find that he's dead and the robot's gone. Yep. But Joel, did you find the robot? I did find the robot. Yes. Yep. <laughs> So I, and he- I I put him to sleep because I couldn't I, I couldn't I, I couldn't bear to see him just sitting there uh, calling for his papa. Now I'm like it's time for you to go to sleep. How how did you find the robot? Um, look, I might have looked it up because okay. I was like, I got there and I'm like, this story's not over. Like, I need to find out what happened. Um, so um, interesting thing. I, I I didn't have time to test it completely. But I have seen people talking about the secret function of the electric lantern. Oh, that would make sense because sometimes, otherwise there's no real reason to have it. Exactly. So sometimes it glows like red. And best I can tell is it glows red when it's sort of pointing towards the robot. Wow. Okay. That makes sense. Again, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure on that. I've seen people talking about it. I haven't, because I only just did this this morning. So I didn't get a chance to actually look into it too deeply. But, uh. I did what notice I, that it does turn red every now does. and then. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, "Why is this?" I figured it was just like a lighting glitch or something. But if that's, I thought true, it was like that's... it turning on, like when you turn yeah. it, because like, usually when you pull it out, it turns red for a second and then. But yeah. the way I found it was because I sort of knew there was something up in the uh, Grizzlies because I I had seen it on a map. Right. And I was like, okay, but I didn't know exactly what it was, and I just saw some like footprints that led up a mountain. I was like, what are what are these? And then I mm-hmm. yeah, followed them all the way up, and there's the robot just sitting there. Look, I'm. I, I, I will go out and say this. But for a lot of these things, I like. There were a lot of things that I stumbled across and and discovered on my own. But a lot of things I did look, look up because I was like, I want to know. I want to. I want to know how this how this plays out. And I was fascinated. And here's one. I, here's one I didn't exciting. know. But I yeah. but I looked up because I was in the area. Uh, do you know you can have a conversation with Bigfoot? I didn't, but I was reading about it just before we started recording tonight. Yeah. So um, um, yeah, makes sense though. It that does. makes that that's like a that's a running rock star joke now, like but, uh, ever since. Still very cool. Yeah, yeah, still awesome. I I love the fact that that Bigfoot has become like almost like their unofficial mascot. <laughs> it has to games. appear in their in their open world games. Exactly. Um, uh, apparently there's a UFO as well. There is. I went. I was in the. Um, did you, Did you not see that? I haven't seen it yet. No. Okay. Uh uh, oh, the rough location, I think it's sort of near, it's near, it's near one of the lakes. Okay. Which one? But basically, yeah, you, but it's like a, a sort of like this creepy chapel and you, and you go in, it's just full of, there's like skeletons and you're like, what the fuck? Oh God. If you, if you go there during the day, nothing happens. You're like, okay, this is weird. But if you go at night, when you, when you enter the building, if you like look up, there's like green lights flashing through the holes in the roof and you can see a UFO. Oh my God. I know. Joel, there's also a ghost train in this game. I, I heard about that too. I heard about that tonight. Haven't, haven't seen it. <laughs> haven't seen it yet either. Apparently there's literal ghosts as well that will hold, yes. like float around. Um, and then there's also the, the serial killer as well. Um, the serial killer? Can... Yeah. It's a cool was... quest. It's cool. It, I, I, I did like the payoff of it. It, it. 
it wasn't worth it wasn't worth the reward no. but the journey was really fun it was only, it was the only part that kind of annoyed me about that was i feel like i shouldn't have been punished so basically the serial killer for those who don't know if you're listening to this i guess and don't care about spoilers yeah uh, around the world you can find i think it's three points where there's like a, just a mutilated corpse yeah and like and messages painted in blood and a, usually a head somewhere with a part of a map in its mouth so or through its eye yeah, so you mm. find three of these, you piece the map together, and it sort of gives you clues to sort of find this basement. And on the, and- it's, it's, the three, the three maps are, the, the, on the front they look like a treasure map. Um, yes, but then on the back, it, once you have all pieces of it, it's written in blood. It says, "Can you find me?" Yeah, which is and the funny thing is, like unsettling. when I saw the the basement, I'm like, I've definitely been there. I've seen that. Right, but so I had to do, I had to dig into my own skull to find it because I was like, I knew I'd seen it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, you you go there, you go down, you find him. He basically knocks you out, and he's basically gonna get you too. It's pretty fucked up, like getting in it there is. as well. It's it's super unsettling because you have to have the your, your. I had to have my lantern out because I was like, it's it was really dark. dark. When so what I do like about this game is like when it is dark, it is dark. Yeah. Uh, it is impossible to play at my house sometimes in the afternoon when the sun is coming through my windows yeah. and I can't block the sun at all. Yeah, and it made it physically impossible for me to play. So it was yeah, there's some, like at my house as well. The sun, there's a certain time of day when the sun's like you're not blocking me. I'm like cool, mm-hmm. I can't see. That's fine. Yep. Um, but yeah. So but basically, what happened like because basically he gets you and you can break free. The first thing I did was shoot him in the head. <laughs> oh yeah, hundred percent. And it's like mission failed. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess I'm taking him in for the bounty. Yeah. And then and then you take him in and he basically breaks free and you kill him anyway and you're like oh. Yeah, I, I didn't know. kill him. I didn't kill him quick enough, so I didn't even get paid for it. Oh, okay. I did see that because I have it in my housemate as well. Yeah. Um. So if you if you don't, yeah, kill him quick enough, it, the the sheriff the sh- kills him, and he's none too impressed with you. He's just like, nope. you didn't even help me. He's just like, get the fuck out of here. And then I think even Arthur's just like, but what about my? Mom? He's like, just get get out. Yeah. Leave. I was like, oh, okay, I guess. I think I only get like fifty bucks or something for it anyway. Yeah, it's it? not much. Like, it's, it's not, not a huge much. payoff. Um, but yeah, it's it's neat that that's like a, a a fun little thing you can go and do. Um, but yeah, Saint Saint is also surrounded by uh like the swamps and the gator the country, bi- the bayous, yeah, the gator, gator country. <laughs> Which brings me to one of my one of my favorite missions that, that I like. Well, one of the missions that I remember quite vividly because it fucking terrified me. Um, the kind of one you mean. Yeah, so it's the one we have to go out and get the guy for the boat. The entire time? Lagris? Like, yeah, the entire time this mission was happening, I'm like, I'm waiting. I hated it. I it hated it. the worst. It's so fucking... And they draw it out so because, long. And here's the thing. Like, I think maybe I would have felt safe in that mission if I hadn't already had some run-ins with gators. But See, I never got I, attacked by a gator. I was I mean, always I, very cautious by, I by never gators. Got a, I never got attacked by a gator, but I knew one thing about gators. If you were near them, right, and you went in the water, mm-hmm. bloop, they would go down. Yep. They would go underwater. So that entire thing, I'm like, fuck. Yep. There could be gators anywhere. Do, do you know what I was doing that entire thing, that entire quest? What's that? Is using the eagle eye. <laughs> I'm just like eagle eye. Look around me. No, it's all good. Walk for a few more steps on my eagle well, eye. That's the thing. Everything's fine. Like when the gate is underwater, it's hard to see their their yep. indicators. You can see it, I think, if you're close, but like it's hard. 
Yeah, I think there, there's certain parts that you can see them. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, yeah, that entire mission was terrifying. It's terrifying, because then you see the fucking... Well, you don't even get to see it properly, but you, it, it's the first heard uh, words of the, the bull gator. Um, yes. And I did like that, like, you know, some of the legendary animals did tie into, like, stories and, and side quests and things as well, which is really Yeah, cool. well, after that mission, because you obviously don't kill the gator in that mission. No. I was like, I hope I can go back and get him. And it was marked on my map. I'm like, I'm coming for you, buddy. You certainly can. Yep. I, I, I think you can only go and get him after that mission, obviously. Like, yeah, yeah. He it, that's the only time it starts then. spawning. Um, but yeah, like, so but in that mission, man, when, when you save the, the guy from the tree. Yeah. And when oh. you start, because you're doing it to get a boat, basically. And you just need to get yeah. the boat to do this other mission. And then you're on your way back. And the boat gets nudged by it, doesn't it? Well, well no, 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 no. It gets, you, hooked, get, it gets you, hooked. You get to him and he's like, this giant monster in the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why I'm up here. And then you get him down and then it's... Well, because it, it, it sort of like leads you astray a little bit when you have to go and like push the boat off the thing because you think it's going to get you then. Yeah. It doesn't. And then, yeah, I think it... The boat gets snagged on something and he's got to go in yeah. the water to sort of pull the boat forward. And then yep. he gets taken. Yep. And, and then you, of course, Dutch has a brilliant idea of sending Arthur in. He's like, Arthur, you do it. He's like, why the fuck do I... Yeah, anyway. Joel, I'll um, be honest. When you go yeah. out to get him, and you're, you've and like the gate is after you, mm-hmm. I it was terrifying. <laughs> oh, it was it's it's hor- it's horrific. As you're it's, watching that stamina gauge like just drain like nothing yep. else, you're like, no, please, not like this. <laughs> you're trying to like manage your stamina as well. You're like, I, I gotta stop for a second, but I just I need to keep going. Um, and like, and you like, you can look over your shoulder and see it there. But man, like watching like Dutch and Nat just fire over you, it's just like, oh god! And scream, you just going, come yeah. on, quick, quick, quick! And you're like, mm. man, like Jaws vibes. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, and when you do actually, do, have you you've killed it now? Yeah. No, I haven't. I've got to go. Oh, the dude, that thing is fucking gnarly looking. Oh really? I'm, so excited. <laughs> I'm excited and scared to settle the score terrifying think of the biggest gator you've seen in the game and like yep. double or triple it it's it, like honestly what I, what I saw of it when it was chasing me was huge so i'm yeah. expecting it to be quite big it's terrifying and then like i killed it and then i walked over to it and i'm like this is gonna be one of those instances where the game fucks with me a little bit and i was like just to just to be so, sure because it's a legendary animal so you can't ruin the pelt I like pulled out my shotgun. I pulled out my shotgun and unloaded into it. I was like, I just need to make sure this thing is fucking dead. I've seen enough monster movies to know that the double tap method is essential. Oh, it was like it was like 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 an eight tap, like an eight (laughs) or nine tap. Gotta make sure. Gotta make sure. It pays to make sure. It was I and like I like it was making my skin crawl when I was like like uh, skinning it because I was like, this thing is so big. And terrifying, and it was just hard to look at. Because I mean, oh. it, it's sort of it's again, it's going back a bit. But speaking of like, this isn't the like the actual legendary version of this animal, but hunting the white cougar in that yep. cave is also terrifying. Fucking terrifying, yeah. Animals like when, are scary as shit in this game. They are, especially the predators. Mm-hmm. Um, like the, in that cave, when you, the second you break off, and you're like, oh boy, here we go, mm-hmm. here we go, and then you you sort of go down your path, and you can hear. You hear the sense of a cougar and that guy screaming, you're like, oh boy. Oh shit, yeah. Oh god, it's so scary. Um, yeah. Like, no no joke, I was like, when I finally turned around to to look for it was when it was right behind me. I'm like, oh, of course. Fuck. 
fucking cougar's name. It's a cougar man. That's, that's what they do. Um, not cougar man. Not to be confused with cougar no, man. There's no it actual cougar a, man in this game. It is a cougar man. They're not. Um, not cougar man. Uh, I think the last time we spoke about Red Dead, we were up to one of my other favorites that's coming to memory as well. I did just watch the Easy Allies spoiler mode on this, so a lot of their missions were very similar to ones that I liked. So when they were talking about them, um, they sort of came back in my mind. Um, but the riverboat one, playing poker and um, Trelawney's plan, yeah, of of getting some funds together and stealing that pocket watch and having to play poker and stuff. I just like that whole setup as well. And I also um, like that Arthur keeps that pocket watch. Yes. Yep. And and you can like equip it as your pocket watch. <laughs> yep. You certainly can because it's a fucking expensive one. It is. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to think what else in in Sandini. I mean, there's, there's heaps. Like, there's the quest for the guy who paints. Oh, I love him. He's so he's, great. He's got a fun little quest line. Uh, even though if he, he, even though he's like inadvertently responsible for my ho- first horse dying, but not really. Not really. Yeah. Um. I like even even like the the uh the brother what's his face quest where you you uh hold up the the fence to find out he's got a couple of foreign people locked up in his basement oh, like chained up. Yeah, that's right. Um and, yeah. and you go back to have you been back there later? Yes, and and the guy's different. <laughs> the guy's different. I, I, have you had any interaction with him about that though? Yeah, yeah, Arthur mentions it. Where Arthur's Arthur like Arthur what did, it, yeah. what happened to you to the other guy that was running this place? He's like, "Oh, my brother." Yeah, no. Nah. After all that went down, he left, and he's like, "Oh, so you didn't know anything about? So you're not into harboring like slaves or anything like that?" He's like, "Absolutely not. It's disgusting. How dare you ask me?" And Arthur's like, "All right, fair enough. All right, just checking, just checking. <laughs> yeah, just just want to make sure because you know you probably would have heard what happened to the last guy. So yeah, um, but yeah, basically, I think once you've done, what happens after that? I mean, I mean after I, what, after, I, after the gate mission, you get the boat." Um, yeah. this, is, this is skipping over there's a really good mission it's not really a a fighting mission it's just sort of an atmospheric one where you meet characters is a party at the at the mayor's house which I yes. really liked because there are I lots of like little that. optional encounters you can have there. There, there there's there's a lot of these like just missions like that in the game and there are, there are two in particular later on um, yes. that filled me with joy in a way one in particular that's right at the end of the game in the epilogue that just was fucking awesome um, and made me so happy. But yeah, like sneaking around that party, I didn't realize there was other stuff I could have done until I finished the mission and like checked all the things, like the oh okay the objectives. There's and lots I was of like, things you can do there. Yeah, like you can you can like save someone's life because they're choking or something. I the ones I did was I saved the guy from choking mm-hmm. and I poured the champagne out for a couple of girls yep but i didn't do the other ones yeah there's like four or five i think all yeah, there's, there's heaps um but i did i did like you know kicking that guy out for yeah it was great talking about fucking like you know yeah not not great stuff i'm not gonna no. bring up what he says he's no, talking about some not great stuff that would probably would have been considered to be relatively normal conversation at the time and- <laughs> I do want to. I want to bring up a lot of that stuff because I like like Arthur Morgan himself is a very forward thinking man. Yes, he really he really is, and um, I and I kind of like like is that that's conveyed in a lot of conversations he has, like when he's talking to Lenny about the um obviously the life he's lived as an African American. 
Yes. Uh, he's very sympathetic towards the Native Americans, the Indians. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is, what's another example? Um, there's a few. Uh, just... Yeah, there, there are a couple other ones as well. There's lots of little ones here where, where Arthur just shows the... Um... He's just like, but... eh, sure. Like, yeah. He, he, he's basically in the, in the camp of like, well, it's got nothing to do with me, so... Yeah. I'm Arthur just still... Still... He's a good man. He's a fucking... Awesome also, a, also a bad man sometimes, but a good man. Hey, look, but he knows it. He tries to. Exactly. Uh, we'll get to that. Anyway, yeah. Um, um, but yeah, so I just wanted to bring up a party mission before we talked about where you storm Angelo Bronte's place. <laughs> yeah, you storm Angelo Bronte's place, and uh, doesn't go super well. I mean, you get Angelo Bronte. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it goes well for the gang, I guess. But it goes then... well for Dutch. <laughs> Yeah, Dutch has a jolly old time, um, and yeah, feeds Angelo Bronte to a drowns to a gator. him first, drowns him and feeds him to a gator, and it's like, oh, and that's when that's when I talk about like they bring up the where, where was that in your philosophy books? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's right. And that's that again. That's one of the, the the if it wasn't obvious before, that's the the sort of the midpoint of of Dutch's. Slow descent into madness, I guess. And I also um, think this is sort of when Arthur's starting to be like, ah, "What's going on here?" Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but then we get uh, we get the the botched bank heist though, Karen, in yes. Sandini, which pivotal mission. <sighs> um... After the last time we spoke about this game, and we both hadn't. I, well, I know I hadn't got to that point yet. Honestly, I went dark when I when I was doing stuff after we stopped. I was like, I honestly wasn't bringing it up with you intentionally. Yeah, I know, and yeah, it sucked because you know talking about how much I fucking love Hosea. I was like, he's my favorite. I love Hosea and Lenny. He's great as well. Fucking and then dead. This bank heist. Comp- now, I so this is the mission where I sort of vaced because the whole game you don't know there's a rat, but you think. It's yeah. suspicious how things are sort of falling apart at certain points. And this is when the game sort of is not really presenting like John Marston and Abigail Roberts as the people, yeah. but it's planting seeds of doubt. And mm-hmm. because Abigail obviously is a part of a distraction with Hosea, but Hosea gets nabbed and she gets away. And I was always like, that's a bit weird. Like, it's a little bit weird. Well, Hosea doesn't get nabbed. Hosea gets fucking gunned down. I mean, he 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 gets taken first. <laughs> No, I think they. Sh- I thought they shot him straight away. No, no, because because their distraction is blowing up a carriage. Yeah, and then when like you guys are in the bank, they bring him out. Well, that's right. Yeah, and they, they march him out, ground. and they march him out, and you know. Yep. And, and you can you look at Jose, and Hosea knows. Yep. And it's just and shoot him in the back, and it's yep. Oh no, but he's he's turning around, isn't he? And then they shoot him. Yep. Yeah. No, and it's, it's just like oh god, fucking. And I think John even says there at one point as well, he goes, well, no, I think he brings it up later on where he's like, Dutch could have, he could have done something then. Yeah, because um, John also brings it up, because John gets taken in that mission as well by yeah. the Pinkertons. Yeah. And he's just like, Dutch could have done something. And this also comes up again later when Dutch could have done something, but doesn't. Yeah. And yeah, that mission is when it all goes south. Like the, the shootout at, at the bank is ridiculous. Um, you, like they send Arthur up to the roof to start basically... To, to start clearing the street out a bit mm-hmm. before you yep. run again. You got before that you bust open a wall with dynamite, yeah, with dynamite as well. Dynamite. Like that's you get that cool slow mo shot, which I thought was really pretty neat. It was very cool. Anytime you got to blow anything with dynamite it was great. 
yeah, it was super fun. Also, um, I liked the safe cracking in this game. Safe cracking was cool. It wasn't there very much, which I think was good because then yeah. you probably would have got sick of it. But I, it, I thought it was subtle and neat. I mean, I it guess helped, if you, it if helped you, that you could see the numbers as well. If you were, yeah, exactly. If you were playing the game as like a terrible, horrible person, which I know we both weren't, um, but you'd probably, I, I probably would have knocked over a few more banks. Like going I, I back mean, through, man, we'll be doing it in online for sure. It's true. Yeah, fuck yeah, I'm keen to that. Um, bank robberies were so much fun when when you got they to really do them. Were. They were really good. Uh, except for this one. This one sucked. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so like the Jose death was pretty. It was heartbreaking, but I, it sucked because yeah, when it's the second they had him, you were like shit. Yep. Because that's Jose's where Lenny, Lenny Lenny gets killed as well. And I was gonna say the Lenny one is. I think the Lenny one is worse because it comes out of nowhere. Yep. So, because to, to picture it, like, so you're on a roof and then suddenly, like, you were, like, Lenny and you, Lenny and Arthur break off to sort of make their escape. Mm-hmm. And you sort of see Lenny wrestling with someone, then he, the next thing you know, he's shot in the head. Yep. And Arthur doesn't even get a chance to really, to he, deal with that. Because Arthur likes, he likes Lenny. He did that sweet drinking mission with him. Yeah, exactly. And he has that moment where he, like, picks the body up and is like... Yeah, he, he, like, holds it for a second, but doesn't even get a chance to properly mourn. And the rest of the, the gang are like, like, yeah, just, like, go, 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 we need to go. It's so... It's hard. Like, yeah. and that... I think that's another, again, another turning point for Arthur's character. Right there. That's a turning point for the story, because... It is. Ever, it, like, from that point on... Like, from that mission onward, like, nothing really good happens... For anyone, does, really, does it? Does Kieran die before or after that? I think it's before that. Because Kieran's also, like, because, I mean, Kieran was an O'Driscoll that you took in, and but Arthur sort of took a warming to him. Not, not yeah. in a huge way, but he would always just sort of rustle him by, by teasing him for that being an O'Driscoll. And then just one mission, you're hanging out at Shady Bell and suddenly uprides fucking Kieran holding his own head in his hands. Yeah. And his eyes gouged out. And you're yeah. just like, what the shit? And again, um, that's enough. One of his missions where the shootout was just, I killed so many O'Driscolls. Oh, yeah. Um, just the other thing, the thing about that one, though, is yeah, that was an O'Driscoll thing. It felt like a, as awful as it sounds, but it felt like a smaller problem. It didn't seem like there was, there was a greater impact on the, on the camp as a whole. Whereas this one is like, I mean, this one, they're in big trouble now. They've knocked over, a, they've tried to knock over a bank. Well, they, I guess they got away with money, but like they knocked over a bank in like the heart of civilization now, where police are constantly like surveying and and patrolling and whatnot. Yes, and so they basically have to jump a boat and get out of there. Yeah, exactly. Which also doesn't go so well. Of course, what yeah. does? No, exactly, and that's what I mean. Like from this point onwards, like it, that's where it really does start to to snowball a lot faster and, and a lot more intensely yeah because for, well from here on out you sort of feel like you're just you're you're running out of road in front yes. of you yes yep yep he's waiting on that plan from dutch and he doesn't quite get there but yeah so you end up in you end up on this boat sailing to i think what, what was the plan originally they were going to sail to to guama were they going to sail to guama or were they, they're going to sail well, to we, somewhere else i think they're going to sail to cuba Oh yeah, Cuba. That was it. Which Guama is a part of, I believe. Yes, but I they think, yeah. didn't quite get all the way to Cuba. They end up no at Guama because a giant storm takes out their boat. Um, and you know what else it takes out, Joel? What, Kyron? The money. Yep. So, so again, and that's the, again, like I said before, as that's the second lot of like their big score. Gone. And at that at that point, like 
just thinking about it, like Hosea and Lenny died. Yep. And the money was gone. So it was all for nothing. Yep. hundred percent. They, they, yeah, it's, it's awful. Um, the Guama, how did you feel about Guama? I wasn't sure at first. It felt like a weird little side story, I guess. Cause you know, it's, it's probably the only part of a game where things are sort of on rails for a bit. You don't have much choice in what you do there. Yeah. It felt, it felt a little bit like at first I, I, cause I, spoiler alert, I did actually really enjoy the time we spent there. Cause it's a really cool fucking thing that you get to do. Um, it, yeah. Yeah. At, towards the end of it. But like, it's at first I was like, Oh cool. This is their Mexico. This, that, that it, it seemed to me at first that it was like, Oh, well, we did the Mexico thing in the first one, but we don't want to do that this time because it doesn't make sense. What can we do instead? And this is the solution they came up with, which, you know, at face value sounds okay. But I think once you actually get in there and, and do some sort of stuff in there, it's, 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 it's interesting and fun. It's a nice little change of pace. I think it is nice to have that on rails part oh, as well. I mean, just honestly, to... me too. And I also like that sort of change of location as well. Yeah, um, and it's like a reprieve from being like inundated with stuff that you can do. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I did. I did freak out because I thought that might have been the only place I could have got um, iguanas. I know, right? Um, well, because there's there's a few animals there. But I was like, are these anywhere else? Yeah, I think they are available from other places. I, I'm fairly certain they are. Um, but I know, I know, iguanas are, but there's some like um, some tropical parrots. I'm like, are these anywhere else? Yeah. I the think they are. For, uh, when you can watch the Easy Allies, okay, um, yeah, because they mentioned something about that in there. Um, there's that part of the water that you can't ever like fill in the middle of the map. Yep. Without going out there, Jones went out there, and there's like little islands. Oh, okay. With like a whole bunch of different wildlife and stuff in there. Oh, interesting. He said that most of like like a, a good one hundred of the animals that you need to find are like, oh, if you're going for hundred percent, are birds. So yeah, honestly, there's so many fucking birds. It doesn't surprise yeah. me. Um, but yeah, so I I, I th- that's what I thought about Guama as yeah, it felt it like was... the Mexico of this game. That's fair, and it just I don't know because at first I was like, I didn't know how I felt about it, but towards I think it did a. It was nice for a change of pace. It was nice to sort of have a couple of consecutive story missions after the huge bank heist to sort of maybe maybe rein you in a bit and go, cool, look, things have gone bad. Yep. Now our plan is basically to get back to where we came from. Mm-hmm. What a great plan, Dutch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll get back and then we'll, we'll do this and we just need one more job and we'll be fine. Yeah, okay. One more, one more job. It's always one more job with Dutch. Um. But yeah, I, I do like the fact that um, on this island, like, because it's, it's, it's like an offshoot of, it's like a, a sugar farm, like a sugar cane farm, I believe, or something, isn't it? Some sort of sugar farm, yeah. Um, yeah, so they're trying to um, get their way off there, but they sort of run into this other group of like people trying to start a resistance and, and have an uprising there. Um, I think it's like the and doesn't, farmers. Or doesn't something. he know? Doesn't he know Cornwall or something? They know yeah. who you are eventually. They figure it out. Yeah, Cornwall's involved somehow. It's like a whole but, thing. To be fair, like Cornwall's got his finger in so many damn pies. It's um, not surprising. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, it's like you, you basically help them start a revolution <laughs> before <laughs> yeah. you leave, and you get to blow up a fucking warship with a cannon, it's which is amazing. Great. 
Um, that whole mission there, like with the when you're in the 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 fortress, you have to like run up and down like onto the beach and shoot people and on the bridge. Man, and then you go up onto the cannon. I'm like, this is really cool stuff. I'm gonna save us a lot later on. I really like the shootouts in this game, and I yeah, like I. I know people have issues with the controls, and I get it because they're not ideal. No, but I don't know. I just felt like a badass gunslinger in a lot Absolutely. of these gunfights, and it was just so good. I 100 percent agree. There's yeah, I think I know where you're going to touch on one because there's one in particular that made me really happy right at the oh, end. There's yeah, there's two big ones that I was just like, yeah. but I was also I was also so highly motivated on as well. Exactly, and they felt right. And the, there was a combination of like the music and your own personal motivations. Yeah. after yeah. going through the story, yeah. Um, but they eventually get off the island and they get back, uh, and we get our first musical track, our vocal track. We do. Yes. Arthur riding back to Shady Bell. We do. Yeah. So we get again. So like the, it's like they're Mexico. Um, and yeah, riding back to Shady Bell, it's completely deserted. The gang's gone or what was left of the gang anyway has gone. Um, now, so for... I've got a question for you here, Joel. Okay. How, how did this section go down for you? Um, I got there and I wandered around the place, uh, yep. and then some Pinkertons showed up, mm-hmm. and I killed them. Okay, interesting. Because I I right. tried to sneak, I tried to sneak, kill all of them, except one spotted me while I was looking for something. I was trying to get controls fucked me there. I was trying yeah, to get the cover. It happens a lot. Um, and yeah, this Pinkerton was like, "Hey!" and then started firing at me, and I was like, oh, "Fucking goddamn it!" I was fine. I'd killed like two or three of them silently, and then like this third or fourth, or the fourth or fifth one was like snuck me. Um, but yeah. Um, but so what? How that went for me was I because I honestly wish I had spent more time exploring. Okay. But I saw a letter on the desk, and oh, so I, I found was that. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. But like that's the thing. I went and read the letter, and was sort of oh. like, oh, that's what I needed. Yeah, I yeah. Because the letter sort of has the information sort of coded into it. Yeah, because it's written by I can't remember what what her pseudonym is that she uses, but yeah, I, um, yeah. It's it's Sadie, Sadie, <laughs> and I love I love the 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 touch of like every time you read a letter, it's read by the person who wrote it, like yes. it's voice acted. I'm like that's such a nice touch, um, and that was yeah, reading. You start reading it, and then like the voiceover starts, and it's Sadie's voice acted. I'm like, like oh, Sadie, <laughs> that's awesome. At least we know Sadie's okay. Exactly. Well, that's that, that's also really important as well. Yes. Um. So you go to their temporary camp, and then oh, she hits Le- the fan Le- there as well. Lagras. Yeah, Lagras. Lagras. Yeah. Lagras. Yeah. yeah. Up in the swamps. Up in the bayous. Yep. Um. It Again, was it's like- a place I, I'd previously been because there was a kidnapping there. Oh, okay. And I helped. I helped someone get. Like I rescued someone from that area. I was like, "Oh, we're going back here. Cool." <laughs> yeah, it's um, it was it's a pretty grotesque looking place. It, it's horrible. <laughs> yeah, it's not nice to look at. Um, but yeah, no, I I shit hits the fan there as well. There's yeah, another... you are immediately jumped by Pinkertons. Yeah, exactly. Which again is like, all right, okay, this is starting to seem. Who a is bit. it? Who is it? Who is yeah. it? Um, who's been shooting their mouth off? That's um, what that was the that was the first of the main gunfights I was talking about. Right. Yeah, that was a really good just one. Just like all hell, like everything is just going to shit. And from every direction as well. It wasn't yeah. like like other gunfights where it's like, oh, they're coming from the left. Yeah, you're right, surrounded. It's they they swamp you from everywhere and it's and you're you're on out in like essentially like an island yep. <laughs> in the in the swamp. So you've got and you're ba- people around you. 
Yeah, and basically you're trying to get like the unarmed like like Tilly and Mary Beth and all those people and Jack inside mm-hmm. the house. Like get in the house because this is this is happening. It's gonna kick off. Yeah, this is these are all police officers, but essentially all like FBI. I guess you could probably yeah step the up. Best. Um, but yeah, so that all goes down, and then after that, uh, oh, okay. So this now, is where I think yeah. I have to. I'm I'm getting a bit confused here. When do you try to broke peace? Broke a peace with Colmo Driscoll. Is that after that mission? Oh, because that's another important part of the, of the plot. Yeah, because that comes back later on too. Yes. Um, I actually can't remember. So I thought there was a very cool mission, basically, where um, because basically the idea is, Colm and Dutch are like, we're gonna we're gonna put thing put things behind us. And but you know what, Joel? Part of me almost believed it. I was yeah. an idiot. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But the second that Arthur was up on this, like on the on the mount, on the slope with his scope on his on his rifle, I was like, oh no, wait a yep. second, <laughs> hang on. Yeah. Um. Well, I, okay, because this is where. I did preface this as well. I had didn't have this entirely spoiled for me, but. Someone I was talking to, someone at work that I should just not talk to about video games that we're both playing, especially ones. Some that people have... just don't know how to restrain themselves. And it wasn't, it, but he was trying to do it respectively, like respectfully, yeah, yeah. and he was trying to saying saying it in like a, a nonchalant way, but um, it still had a, an impact to me as well. So I think you're going to, um, you, you you're going to meet Sadie. Well, this is when it happened for me. I don't know whether it happens for anyone else at different times. This is when it happened for me as well. Right. Going to okay. Meet Sadie. Yeah. So you're going to meet Sadie and to, cause you're basically going to go bust. Um... Actually, I almost want to say before we get into this, uh, mm. I noticed something weird before this. Mm. Uh, I was like, man, my cores aren't holding very long. Yeah. So I was just like, you know what? Let's have a look. Let's go and have a look at my player. And I noticed that it said that Arthur was unwell. And I was like, what? Right. Okay. I've never seen this because I, I I tried taking some medicine and all that. Nothing was fixing it. I was like, okay, maybe maybe it'll just go away. I don't know. Apparently, there's, I, a, there's a tool tip that pops up early in the game as well, talking about if you are sick or something as well. It mentions yes. being like sickness and being sick. Exactly. Um. But yeah. So then I went. Then after I was like, okay. I mean, I guess I can't do anything about it. I'll go see Sadie. Yeah. And on the way to Sadie, uh, yeah. Arthur starts coughing and spluttering and falls off his horse. And yeah, things are not looking well for him. He gets like, like some stranger takes him to the doctor. Um, and the doctor's just like, uh, Hey, you've got tuberculosis and it sucks. I can't do anything for you. No. And it's just like, Oh, what a, what a gut punch. It was a blow. And like, when he got that, I fought back, and then it all sort of just made sense. Yep. Arthur yes. had had he like he'd had moments throughout the game before when he decided had some coughs, and you're like, oh, okay, it's probably nothing. Yeah. But then I remember like back early on in Strauss's debt collecting missions when you um one of the very first ones you do as a family with a sick father. Yeah. And basically, you you beat him up to get the money, and he coughs on you. Yep. Uh, and yeah. And I yep. didn't even, at the time, didn't even register. It should have, but didn't, it didn't. It didn't for me either, but, like, it all makes sense. It's all there. 
Um, but and yeah, this, my friend from work was just like, oh, have you, have you got sick yet? <sighs> and I was like, oh, so I was waiting for something to happen when he gets okay. sick. That's, that's a bummer. Yeah, it really was. Um, but still the, the, like I said, that emotional gut punch still was very much prominent there when, yeah, because cause I didn't at, know exactly what it was. So at this point I was, I was already enjoying the story, but when Arthur gets that news, mm-hmm. The game then kicks into the redemption part yeah. of Red Dead Redemption, and I just I fell even more in love with this game's narrative. Yeah, and the I, look, I fell in more love with Arthur Morgan as a yeah, character. With Arthur, I, yeah, he's and and the performance from uh, Roger uh, what's Clark. His name? Roger Clark is yeah, Roger Clark. Fucking phenomenal. Um, it's so good. It's so subtle. Like, there's so much subtlety to his performance that I've never seen before in a video game. Probably the closest thing, maybe like Last of Us um, in terms of like... And that's something, right? Because Last of Us was, was once considered like the pinnacle of video mm-hmm. game narratives. And and like performances as well, like motion yeah. capture. Like it was, yeah. that was, that was the be all end all. Like that's what people would strive to be. But I think this is, this is up there. I um, think it is, honestly. And like, it's... Pretty easily. Yeah. Because there are just some some moments and lines of deli- uh, that are delivered by by Arthur at points of this game that are just one of one of my favorite lines is he says it to Sadie later in the game. Um, should we just quickly run down what happens after that before? Because like we're, well, we're we're getting out of time here. <laughs> we are, and everything like look everything snowballs. Yes, and it's... Dutch Dutch descends further. Exactly, and it becomes increasingly more suspicious that Micah is in his ear. Mm-hmm. Might not be um, the only ear that Mike is in. In no, yeah. Well, because it's it's revealed as the game is reaching its climax that it is in fact Micah. Yeah, who has been talking to the Pinkertons, and like this is this all happens just after Touch's plan. <laughs> yeah, to go and basically to confront Leviticus Cornwall and be like, "Hey, look, you give us money in a boat, and we'll get out of your hair." For some reason, thinking that would work. Yeah, and I mean, Dutch is already pretty upset and and a little bit shitty at Arthur for busting John out of prison. Oh, that's right. The John mission happens as well. Yeah, because there's also Cause... the mission before that in the fucking hot air balloon, which is so cool. It's a very cool mission. I'm waiting um, for hot air balloons to come up in multiplayer. It's going to oh, happen. Oh, man, that'd be so cool. Um, But yeah, that, that whole mission's really great. And then, yeah, like trying to scope out where John is and they find him. And Sadie and him, because that's the mission you're going to do when you when you find out about the tuberculosis. Tuberculosis. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And then yeah, like you, you you go to bust him out, and um yeah, that's another really great mission too, because it's on an area of the map that you've definitely not been to before, and yeah, because I'd get seen to. it in a distance, and I saw like the red circle. I'm like, what is that? Yep. It's a that's a, it's like a, a a prison farm essentially. Um. And yeah, uh, Dutch is not happy about that because he's like, I had a plan, I had a plan. And I was like, I'm not convinced that you did. I think and, you're going to let uh, him swing. That's another one of those scenes that I really love because I kind of, I, so I, I want to say I'm siding with Dutch. And I don't want to say that I agree that he had a plan. But when John's like, they was talking of hanging me. And Dutch is like, they was talking. Yeah. You're like, they may, yeah, John, they were talking and they may have done it. I'm not saying I'm on Dutch's side here, but they were talking probably about doing a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, true. 
But I mean, I I I was like, no, we're busting John out. Like, we can't take that risk. Fuck but yeah. I could sort of see like when Dutch says that line, it's like they was talking. Yeah, and it's it's great because you can almost I think you can see like that Mike is present in some of those conversations, and yes, you can see is. him. You can see that that he's like, this is my opportunity. I, this is my this is my chance to drive the stake in between Arthur and and Dutch. Because- this is that particular mission around there is when the divide starts happening yeah. and the gang starts sort of falling apart. Like there's the big ride to help out. I mean, there's man, Arthur does all those missions for Rain's Fall, the Native American. Mm-hmm. And like when Dutch finds out, it's like, Arthur, you helped this man. Yep. <laughs> like basically, and that's when Mark is like, what else have you been doing behind Dutch's back? Yeah, exactly. Just that's sort of, again, just driving that bridge driving further. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Which, the mission when you're riding up to that to that fight to help Eagle Flies is just like it's John, Sadie, and Arthur having a go at Dutch, who was then backed up by Bill and Javier. I'm like, yeah, I think a fucking course you two. Charles is yeah, exactly yeah, fucking Charles. Charles on the side of like what? <laughs> Charles, this, this is all for nothing. <laughs> this is yeah, exactly. He's like, this is all, like, why are you doing this? You're ruining these this this poor like Indian tribe. Like, and meanwhile, like Bill and Javier, it's like, where's the loyalty? Yeah, and like, uh, and the only like, reason the Dutch was getting wanting to get involved with that with that Indian tribe is so we could use them to exactly. cause a distraction and get out. And it's like, oh, and also, yeah, well, because yeah, like when they're like, why are they attacking the oil fields? And he's just like, what do you what do you mean? It's a perfect plan. And you're like, Dutch, you did this. Mm-hmm. You did this. Yep. And yep. that's another one of those gunfights where it, it was just like, it's like when you rock up there and you see the the, the um, factory or the oil place burning in the distance mm-hmm. and um, Dutch is like, cool, we're going to go do this. And Arthur's like, I'm saving eagle flies. Yeah, he's like, and Dutch sorry. is like, all right, sure. And then Arthur tries to send the others with him, like uh, Sadie and all that. Yep. And they're like, no, we're, we're with you. He's like, well then come on, ride with me. And they're just like riding down into battle. Yep. The ride, like you, the ride with me thing. Repeater, just like, yes. Just the, bang, shooting down guys. Oh, man. The term ride with me is great. There's one, I can't remember the exact context. It's really close to the end of the game. I think he says it, this, uh, Arthur says it to Sadie. Where, where I, I'm going like, to get to that Sadie line that I like. <laughs> he's just like, ride with me, Miss Adler. And he's like, ride yeah. with me, Miss Adler. And you're like, fucking let's go. Let's do um, it. But yeah. That in, yeah, that entire ride down to Eagle Flies where you just like from the like from the hip on your horse, like blowing guys away. With again, with music. The the game, yep. much like Breath of the Wild, is very sparing mm-hmm. without uses some tracks. But that song, whatever that song was in that mission was just perfectly picked. Yeah. It's yeah, the soundtrack's fucking great. Um But yeah, this all goes to shit and and Arthur's and not we, getting any better. No, and... but because we get a next instance of Dutch could have done something because as you're leaving, that's uh, right. That famous whatever his name, officer, the the, the, the military. Because basically, the reason this is so big is because Dutch is willingly putting the Native Americans against the army. Yes, yeah. Dutch's plan is now to rustle up the army he, and to, to cause to cause a little bit of smoke so they can get yes, away. That's, so can get that's away. the only reason for doing so. And. So that all snowballs, obviously. Famous, who was their commander, is at, at the oil place as you're leaving with the bonds, the state bonds that you so desperately needed. Mm-hmm. And again, for a split second, you're like, okay, we've got the money. We're out. Mm-hmm. Like, we can get out. So you're going downstairs. Obviously, the army attack is still there. 
And um, Dutch goes through. He's like, Arthur, cover me. And you're like, okay, cool. Kill some guys, move up. Dutch is sl- slinked away. He's like, Arthur, this way. You go to leave. And then like a steam thing gets shot. And yep. Arthur gets knocked on his ass. Yep. And then he's, he's about to get stabbed. He's like, Dutch, I need help. And it just shows a shot of Dutch's feet. And he just sort of slinks away. You see it. For, it's, it's basically for like first person from, from yeah. Arthur's perspective. You see him just fucking turn tail and walk out and i'm like i was it was like three in the morning and i was like i was furious fuck you i i vocally said i was like fuck you dutch and what's fuck you and what's more heartbreaking so as a result of that eagle is actually is the one who saves you mm-hmm. but receives a fatal wound yeah famous who then mm-hmm. arthur of course guns down yeah and you go outside with and arthur's just like dutch you left me yep and Dutch is like, we gotta go. I did no such thing. You're like, that's the that's the line where he's like, I did no such no thing. Such you're, thing. You're like, fucking. Oh, I, I saw you. Shit. You absolute piece of shit. And then fucking yeah, Micah starts running his mouth, and you're like, I yeah, as always. Fuck you both. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm doing this. And again, Bill and Javier. He was like, oh. it's so it's so it's so frustrating to be in the position of Arthur. It's like he and like the people that need, that you know would believe you, obviously believe you, like John and Sadie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that was it. Like that was the last straw for Dutch, and it was tough because I already knew how things were going to play out with Dutch. Ultimately, I knew yeah. like what his true character was. But watching the shift happen was just so fascinating. And then at that point, I was furious. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It was. It's like yeah, you're 100 percent right. You know it's going to happen. You know that's how it has to happen. But actually, being in that moment and seeing it play out is just so just made me so furious because because dutch and arthur go way back yeah go absolutely way back absolutely. They have such a history it was basically dutch hosea and arthur were the main guys they were brothers that's what that's mm. you know yeah and then yeah. dutch was willing to just sort of to bail on him because it stopped becoming about loyalty really when it came down to it it was loyalty yes. when it was convenient for him exactly and at that point, he had Micah in his ear, who was giving him the full worm tongue treatment. Oh, 100%. Yes. Just trying to, again, just con- trying to convince Dutch that maybe Arthur was the rat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, I mean, again, there are things that happen that sort of, I'm like, if you're an idiot, Dutch, I can see you maybe being, being convinced by Micah. And also, but yes, he is an idiot. <laughs> so He is. Dutch is an idiot. He believes he he believes what he wants to believe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I actually thought that the way that the Dutch thing was going to happen was that Dutch was sick as well. Oh, okay. Like, but not like tuberculosis or like something that was going to be like super fatal. Um, uh, like, or like, you know, immediately fatal. But I thought it was going to be something that was like, maybe, like, I think Ash said to me as well, like maybe like syphilis. It yeah, was just making I- him lose his mind a little bit because it wouldn't really impact on him later on in like in terms no. of Red Dead Redemption one instead instead he's just sort of losing his mind no instead he's just yeah he's just a crazy person and uh, uh starting to lose his grip on reality so man by this point like the gang is just it's in tatters you've done some extra strauss missions and arthur at this point arthur is trying to reconcile all the things he's done oh yeah and at that point like so many you, you do the debt collections and basically all of them give you the option to take the money or leave it and i i left it Let's, let's, there's was, one there's one in particular that gives you the option to like actually give money to them yeah yes which I and that's 100% did <laughs> yeah uh and then obviously that comments of Arthur going back to camp and kicking Strauss the hell out yep which I loved I loved it too one of my favorite entire like my encounters in that is 
it's it's two it's two words and it's just a delivery and how quickly it happens and the looks exchanged it's when strauss goes to say i'm and arthur is just straight in with leaving yeah yeah there's just a look that arthur gives strauss and strauss just slinks away mm-hmm. and it was just so good so good so good and like so by this by this point it's all starting to you know it's starting to come together and everything's starting to the cards are being laid out on the table, yeah. basically. Because we we've also skipped over the part where um Molly gets shot and killed. Yeah, yeah. No, Molly, which she was like in love with Dutch, and Dutch didn't want a bar of her, basically. And you and you can you can spot them having an argument back at Shady Bell mm-hmm. when you save Jack at the party. Yes. And I was like, okay, what's going on here? And she turns up again, yeah, drunk, ra- like raving out, like blowing out all the shit. And of course, Mrs. Grimshaw shoots her. Well, she says that she's like, I've, I've been telling people. Yeah. And at that point, you're she like... she didn't. At, yeah, at that point, you're just like, oh, okay, well, it was her. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. maybe. I, and, then I, and I do like Arthur's reactions. I mean, it, the entire gang's like, she knew the rules. I'm like, are you, are you all crazy? Like, Yeah, it's like, okay, look, maybe we need to revisit these rules, guys. Because maybe, things, maybe, yeah. things are moving quickly. There's that... There's that really nice mission where Arthur basically gives Trelawney his blessing to leave. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that, this is what, this is around the point too where the game starts throwing you curveballs. Like you go to a certain point to do a mission, it'd be like, "Oh, this is a Trelawney mission." And you'll get there, yeah, and it's like you have a scene with Trelawney, and then someone else will come over and be like, "Hey, we're going on doing this thing." Yeah, and you're like, oh, okay. I really like that misdirection. Me, me too. And I like another one of them I liked was I just I rocked up back at camp. And Reverend was gone. And I know he'd been talking about it. He yep. was talking about um, being clean off of morphine. Yep. And then I went back and he was just gone. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, wow, man, people are bailing. Yeah, yeah. And then there's a, a point where Pearson leaves as well. Because, yeah, when Pearson leaves is basically when Karen and Mary Beth and mm-hmm. a bunch of Tilly. people leave. Oh, Tilly she, sticks around, though, Tilly sticks she? around because she's got another scene to be in. But you get back to camp that time and it's just like, shit, where is everyone? Yeah, there's a couple of and extra that, people, and, though. There's yeah, because that's when Micah brings in his guns. Cleet and Fuckface. I yeah. I forget the other guy's name. Yeah, Dickhead and Cleet. I remember Cleet, though. Yeah. yeah. I may have done something not so kind to Cleet. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. That's interesting. Because I didn't. <laughs> I I was like, no, nah, sorry, man. It's it's hard for me to forgive you at this point. I didn't. I was like, no, nah, I'm I'm doing the right thing now. I, I'm gonna do the right thing. And Sadie shot him, and it was even more fucking graphic. Oh, does Sadie shoot him if you don't Sa- do it? Yeah, Sadie fucking just blows his head open. Holy <laughs> shit! Yeah, so basically, I mean, we're jumping forward a bit here, yeah. but um, when when he's when you put him in the noose, mm-hmm. and then it's like, do it. I was like, I I considered it briefly, and I was like, no, you know what? Nah. And I I but I smacked it. He hung, and Sadie was just like, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, no, I was like, I can't do I, this. Nah, sorry. I I felt a little bit bad for it, but I was also just like, nah, so, you ran with Micah. Yeah. No, no, not taking any chances here. So, I mean... But again, that's jumping forward a bit. Yeah, exactly. So this all, this all, everything that's been happening is sort of leading to this point of... Uh, there's you, the, you're there's doing train mission. The train mission with John, where at one of the best scenes with John and Arthur. Yeah. Um... Because it's got it's got a really funny moment, it's got a really tense moment and like action packed moment, and it's got a really sincere moment as well. And it's sort of when Arthur is always sort of like John, 
when you have your out, yep. get out. Yeah. And that's when he starts telling most people that too, because I think yes. he mentions it to Sadie as well. He's like, yeah. Because that, and I didn't even realize, when, when he says that line there, I was like, oh shit, that's from the trailer. Yeah. Because he goes, when the yep. time comes, you got to go. And I was like, that's, that's, that was the closing yeah. line of the trailer. And yeah, yeah, hearing it there and in context of, the, of, of that scene, it was like, yeah, you do need to go. You've got to leave. And then there's the actual train heist where, again, shit goes south. Oh. John gets shot and like Dutch is like, I'll go get him, but doesn't. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, and then, of course, but you do rob the train and boy, you have so much money at that point. You're set. Yep. Yeah. Things no. are looking like it's like, well, sh- everything's gone wrong, but we got the money. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're out. It's time to cut and run. And, and it's, uh, Arthur's already starting to be like, you guys go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, because I've missed the scene I want to talk about, which is where he's um telling Sadie to get like Jack and Abigail and yes. get out. Yeah. And and John as well, I think. At that point, that might be before John's no, gone that, missing. I think you, after that scene is when you find out that John's still alive. Well, yeah. I mean, it's obvious that John's still alive because... And he's... he's Arthur's got Arthur's got that line. That he, that he has with Sadie, which is just like, I forget the exact words, but it's just basically along the lines of, we're ghosts, you and me. But, yes. But yeah. They've got a, they've got a chance because Sadie herself talks about it a lot. How she's just like, I wish they'd killed me. <laughs> yep. Yeah. She'd lost everything as well. Like, yeah. you know, and she's been given like a second chance at life, but it's like a half life of anything. So, and she's just using it to kill O'Driscoll's because mm-hmm. she's just so broken at that point. Yep. And it's the same with Arthur, and I do. I just like I, that the way he delivers that line to Sadie, and like Sadie's response is just so good. And, and he has, he has a really great moment with Tilly there as well, I believe. Isn't yes, it? yeah. Where, where it puts him up on the horse of her up on the horse of Jack and gives him the money, yep. the sack of money. He's like, get out of here. Get yeah. <sighs> uh, and then you go back and you see that John's still alive and everything's gone to shit. And I do feel a bit bad because this is also skipping the mission where you've got to save Abigail. Which one? The one where you go to save Abigail. Is that before or after this? Where you go back to camp and John's still alive. I feel like it's before. It might be, yeah. Where Abigail's been taken by the Pinkertons and like Sadie's like, look, you snipe. Oh, And you're, and you're like yeah. covering Sadie as she's moving up the street. Yeah. And then she disappears into the house and gets taken out and you're like, oh, sh- shit. Yeah. And that's what, again, another one of those gunslinger missions where Arthur's like, all right, then let's talk this out like gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Just like oh boy. blasting your way through the streets, and of course you have the encounter with Milton, mm. who has the better of Arthur in that little scuffle. Nolly has him. Well, yeah, let's... but that's but that's a bit unfair because like Arthur's like essentially on his I deathbed. <laughs> I know, I know, but like the, the point stands. He nearly has him, and he also does. This is where you find out that Micah is a rat, and they in fact yeah. picked him up after Guama. Yeah, that's right. And then Abigail blows his brains out. <laughs> yep. Which makes sense because like in, in Red Dead Redemption 1, like, like John talks about the fact that he and Abigail did things that they're not proud of. Yeah. That would probably pretty, be pretty high up on the list for Abigail, I would say. No doubt. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, so that's one. But then after that, you end up back at camp. And yeah. It's, it's it. Yeah. Just to put it one way. Because that's also when um, Arthur sends off uh, Sadie and Abigail. Yes. 
Oh my god, so much happens in this game. Um, I know, I know, and the, the like the last, and this is just this is just Arthur's story, man. Yeah, exactly, because we got an old epilogue as well. Thankfully, the epilogue is pretty brief. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, I mean, the it's epilogue not, has like it's not, it has, but yeah, I know it's got one core thing that it is serving to do, and then the finale. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I, there's that whole like when you go back to the camp as well, like you get that whole Mexican standoff as well. Yeah. Uh, and when Dutch is like, you better choose sides now. Like, that's yeah, it. Yeah, well, because Dutch has, again, he has the line where he's like, um, who who was betraying me? Or who was, yeah, who was betraying me? He, like, pulls out both his guns and aims yep. at both of them. Mm-hmm. And then does that, like, cool sidestep when he obviously just switches them back at Arthur. Yeah. Because he's clearly been polluted by Micah. Exactly. Yep. Uh, and then the Pinkertons rock up. <laughs> and the Pinkertons rock up, and uh, uh, Micah... Dutch, Bill, and Javier all and, and fuck Cleet. Off. Um, oh, and Cleet and Fuckface. Yeah, those guys. <laughs> fuckface. Uh, they, yeah, that's canon now. Um, that's fair. I didn't like either of them, so I'm yeah, fine with this. Yeah, fine. Um, they, they all piss off. Uh, and yeah, because they, they break off to the right, and John and Arthur back up into the cave. Because mm, that's when John arrives back too, and he's like, fuck you, Dutch. You left yeah. me. And, and, jo- and Dutch is like, oh, but I had to. And he's like, you didn't have to do anything like that. And I gotta say, I did like that little scene, but the whole time that part was happening, I'm like, here we go. This is this here, this is Red Dead One, right yeah, here. Exactly, yeah. This the Dutch is, and John. That's that's hundred percent like there's the motivation. There it is. There's After there's why all this build up, like this is the culmination of Dutch and, and John. Yep. He's just like, You fucking left me for dead. And, it, and especially because of earlier when he's like he could have stopped him from being taken the first time. Exactly. But he didn't. Yep. So he's just constantly, constantly, because like John's one of the more obvious picks for the person who was a rat because he's always conveniently missing or taken by Pinkertons and stuff like that. And also because you know that in the first in in Red Dead One yeah. he's working for the government, so it's like exactly well, we've so got to like get to that all, point somehow. Yeah, so it all sort of makes sense, but then that happens, and obviously you find out who the real rat is, and you're like, hey, it was him the whole time I knew. Yep, and like. I'm not even mad that it was obvious because it's just so infuriating that Dutch would fall for something so clear. Yeah, that's it. Oh, because he just, because it was what he wanted to hear. But Michael uh, was, was backing up his insane plans. Uh, yeah, all these fucking plans. Um, But then, I mean, there's so much other little details and nuances and stuff like, as well. But, I mean, we get to get to the, the pointy end of... um of Arthur's story, which is that the fight with Micah on the, on the, on the mountaintop after like, so obviously after, after giving his hat to John, Oh fuck. That made me cry. That, I know. that was one of the parts that got me. It, um, it hit me in the heart. Like uh, that, that, that broke my heart. <laughs> yep. He's, he gives him his hat and he's, um, his satchel. And then yep. that's the point where you're like, okay, punish John, punish John. Um, at that point, I also sort of knew I'm like, Fuck, Mark is safe for now. <laughs> well, that's it. Yeah, you know. Um, I but, still fought like hell though, oh, when you're just yeah. brawling with him on the side of a mountain. And uh, it looks like here. I'm just reading. I'm just going, going by the Wikipedia article here. That if you're if you played honorably as Arthur, that you succumb to your he succumbs to his disease um, while watching the sunrise, which is the one that I got. I got I got that too. Um, otherwise, Micah executes him. <laughs> Are you fucking serious? Yep. Yeah, apparently I need to watch that. I'm going to have to watch that online. 
I don't, I don't know if I can. I, I, I just, I need to just see that so I can hate Micah even more. Oh, um, I didn't shoot Micah enough. Yeah, right. Uh, but yeah, that that shot though, uh, it was like that side-on shot of like Arthur as he dies, looking out I, over the I'm, sunset or the sunrise. I have a screen cap of it. Yeah, and I'm too. wondering when I'll be able to like set it as my timeline picture because it's just a beautiful shot as as he looks at the sun rising. It is. Again, as it plays, like, unshaken again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I also just love that moment. Because, um, I mean, Arthur is very rapidly succumbing to TB at this point. He's mm-hmm. barely able to speak. Yep. And he, as he says, like, as he says the line, like, Micah, I think even Micah or Dutch is talking about how we're going to get out. And um, Arthur's just like, John did. John got out. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I win. Yeah. Yeah. He's and like, Mike is like, come on, Dutch, follow me. And Dutch sort of slinks away. He just sidesteps off. And I was just like, in a way, Arthur won there as well, because mm-hmm. Dutch didn't immediately go with Micah, which is what Micah needed. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so Arthur dies relatively happily. But yeah. the, the entire ride up there as well, Joel, it has the flashbacks. Yeah. And that's the people you've as interacted well. with. Yep. Yeah. The one that the one of those that destroyed me, man, was mm. the Mary one. The entire Mary story with Arthur is fucking just... excellent. Yeah. Um that's and so sad. That's one of my favorite missions as well, is going on that date with the Mary. The date with her? Yeah. Underneath. And it's only trumped by a very similar mission yeah, that happens you in do the epilogue. Abigail, yeah. Um, um But when when he opens that letter from Mary and it has like the, the ring, I'm like, fuck. I, 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 didn't, I know where this is going. I actually didn't at first. And it wasn't until oh, I really? got, uh, yeah, I didn't even, I don't know why. I think it was, it was like late. And uh, like by the time I got to that well, point. And I mean, cause t- to be fair, like I think they are, they do mention they're like unofficially sort of married basically. Well, that's it. Yeah. And he, he does like, John does refer to um, Abigail at that point as his wife as well. Yeah. Um, but like when I opened that, when I read the letter and saw the ring, I'm like, oh no, yeah, this is going to be an amazing moment. And boy, when it happens, it is. It's it is fucking awesome. I love that so much. As soon as he's like, let's go for a let's go for a trip into town. All the chores are done. We'll leave the guys here. And she's like, okay, let's get, let's get a portrait photo. Let's get a portrait photo. I was like, I fucking know. Here we go. This is it. And then you see him like getting like visibly nervous as well. Yeah, and. And then, like, going out onto the onto the, the lake and gets down on one knee and proposes to her and she laughs a little bit at first and then realizes that he's serious and it's just fucking great. It's so good. It's also uh, really bittersweet because you know how that fucking story ends. There's, a, like, a lot of scenes in the epilogue do rub in how bittersweet that moment is, like, mm-hmm. all those moments after John Marston because I, I love that the epilogue, basically, it focuses on John going straight. Yep. He sort of does the honest work as a ranch hand, then yep. he gets a loan from a bank to buy a really shitty property. And if you're me, it... he ac- does accidentally kill the squatters that were there. Oh, really? Yeah, I killed them. I, pa- I-, I paid him off. I could. I was. I was like, money's tight at this point. I just got a fucking loan. I can't afford that. I can't afford to give you money. I'm sorry. I did. I did it because Abigail wouldn't want me to. I know. And as soon as I did it, I was like, fuck, Abigail will be so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> But she never has to know. It's fine. She's not here at the moment. I'm stuck. Do you want to know how much? Do you want to know how much money you give him? Is it like a dollar? It's ten bucks. <laughs> well, I only had like fifteen at the time. To be fair, ah, uh, I was like, take look, ten. Even there's no bloodshed. Here you go. 
Nah, I, I dead-eyed them. <laughs> just sorry. That was the one thing where I was just like, oh, I don't feel good about that. But anyway, uh, I, do, I, I love that the epilogue is basically focused on that. John builds the house. The building of the house is... Is great. So good. So With Charles good. and like uncle helping. Yeah, just barking <laughs> orders, getting drunk and passing out. Yeah, classic uncle. Build uh, the barn. You yep. really start... You start setting up the farm that you know in Red Dead 1, and I really liked that. Yes, I I fucking love it. Because it, obviously, like, w- once you get to the epilogue and you see that you're playing as John, you're like, all right, we're going to be bridging the gap here. This is this is the in-between part between Arthur's story and the start of John's story. Um, But I had no idea how it was going to play out and where it was going to end. Oh, yeah, me neither. Um, what? Yeah. But yeah, I, I think though I, I the only thing I had about the the way, with the way that it ended, I because basically it ends on a happy note for John, which is good, and I really like that. Um, and the only like allusion that you get to Red Dead One is Ross and Fordham, like keep yeah, like, like traveling the country, basically tracking down John and then finding him and. Not doing and anything immediately. Yeah, not doing anything immediately, but yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so he builds a farm and like you, you do a couple of missions with Sadie and Abigail's like, don't. And well, when I she finds the, out when she top... finds out what Sadie's been like what Sadie's doing yeah, now. <laughs> the bounty hunting. Yeah. yeah. Um you meet but, the, the Skinner gang or the Skinner boys. Yeah, or the Skinners are so fucked. Fucked up. That shit is fucked. Um, they are crazy. See what they did to um, Uncle? Uncle? Yes. Oh, so brutal. I I found one of the one of the um, camps they attacked, oh. and everyone was dead except for one person mm. who had been scalped. Oh my god! And he was like, he couldn't see. He was talking. He was in so much agony. I put him. I put a bullet in him and got honor. Oh. Because like fuck, live him like fuck, like I think Charles brings it up. He like, does. Like, you yeah. can you can live for a bit if you're scalped, but it's like it's a no week. living. I think he says it's, it's, you you can you can live for a week, but because you're going to when you're going to rescue rescue Uncle, he's like we might have to have that conversation. So you know, yeah, yeah, Jesus, yeah, it's it gets pretty brutal in, in, in that that it doesn't it doesn't ease off the throttle at all, but um no, it does have like. Nice moments to it. And there's a moment um, when Sadie... Because she mentions that she'd, she's heard of Micah. Every time we see oh. her after a certain point, she mentions it. She's like, hearing words about him. And, and I'm, I'm, there's a couple of times when Abigail's like, no. Yeah. She's like, we're no. done with that. We're not doing it. And um, then Sadie turns up one day and she's like, look, I know where he is. Yep. And well, She knows where... Cleat is, I think. Yeah. Where his lackeys are. Yeah, exactly. Um, he's been drinking in strawberry. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Abigail's like, no, don't. We left that. And then I kind of, I'm like, I, I agree with John. He's like, look, we have to finish it. Like, this is, we can't let him live, basically. <laughs> he needs to no, die. he has to go. And I was like, fuck yeah, he needs to die. I want to pull the trigger on that piece of shit. Um, yeah. Without a doubt, I was like, I'm sorry, Abigail. Yep. I've been pretty good so far, like since we built this farm. I have tried yep. to avoid killing people, but Micah has to go. Yes. 
yeah, that's that's like the like the their one loose end that they know of at this point anyway. Yeah, well, <laughs> um, <laughs> to that they have to tie up, and uh, yeah, you ride off with uh with John and uh Sadie Charles. and Charles. And as, as we discussed, this is where I hung Cleet. <laughs> yes, uh, and where I did strawberry and, and Sadie. It was, it was like it was so graphic, but it was also kind of a little bit funny because like she shoots him and he's still in the noose, so he sort of just like flings around. And I was like, "Well, uh, cool." And Sadie's like, "Come on, get on the horse, let's go." And I'm like, "Yeah, let's go." <laughs> I. What I kind of like about that is, like, he's running from you, and basically Sadie just keeps shouting, he's a murderer. Like, mm-hmm. no one stops you. Yep. And, like, you, you drag him up to the to the gallows, and, like, you put the noose around him, and people are just watching. Yeah, people gather. There's, like, a crowd yeah. gathering, because they're like, oh, and this you, is a normal thing that happens in our town. You, you pull the lever, and he hangs, and they just watch, and you're like, Jesus Christ. Or Sadie <laughs> shoots him in the face, and he's well, around. Yeah, and, and still, or... still, no one batted an eyelid. Everyone's just like, yep, yep it's like, good cool. work. All right. He's dead. <laughs> You're like, wow. Um, All right. <laughs> but then begins the final final ascent. To, and uh, man, the, the echoes to have his echoes back to Red Dead 1 when yep. you're chasing Dutch up the mountain was yep. very cool. Yep, 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 yep. Um, and yeah, you get like just, oh God. Charles gets shot and you're like, fuck. And then Sadie gets stabbed and you're like, God damn it. Shit, no. It was like, not Sadie. Sadie, stay here. And then you're like, that's, stay. the music kicks in there as well. That awesome like guitar riff like it kicks in. And you start storming them out. And all these guys are coming out of nowhere. And I'm just like blasting them was, with my Lancaster rifle. I'm like, See, I, I made sure to swap to my, the guns I always use as Arthur, which were like my, my specifically crafted. Like they had their own like color palettes. I think they were like, they weren't Mouser pistols. They were one beneath that. Okay. They weren't the best guns, but they were guns I had done up specifically for Arthur. Oh, I'm like, I'm, u- I'm using these. That's like, awesome. We are, we are killing everyone here. <laughs> I just I had my Lancaster Lancaster rifle, and I'm just like blasting people off. I think I even had a I had a shotgun equipped as well. And when I, I also, got close, I'm like, got a fucking just pump action shotgun. These bastards. I there. also made sure to have Arthur's hat equipped. <laughs> yep, yep. I think I did as well. You like walking yep. all the way up there, and you finally get to the top. And fucking Mike is there, Micah. and he killed me once because I didn't realize what I had to do because it's a time. He was he was sneaky. Like I was like, "Cool, we're gonna shoot this out," and it was just like bang, 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 and jumped in cover. And mm-hmm. I was like, "Whoa!" And whoa, then you realize that you've just basically got to hide from him. Yeah, until because then, yep. Despite what I what I what I said, mm-hmm. there's Sadie. There's Sadie. Yep. Uh, and then <laughs> and then this one actually got me. I, me too. I didn't even I didn't think this see was it gonna, coming. Yeah, which is so fucking brilliant in it because it's. I've said this to you before, and I don't know if I've said it on the show, but like they have done such. It's so hard to do a prequel when people know how the story ends, essentially. Yeah. Yes. And still have surprises and twists and turns along the way, and they fucking nailed it in this. Like they did. And and the implications of what happens, it's like exactly. So I mean, we can say like so. Dutch steps out. Dutch is there. Mm-hmm. The implication for me being that that means that Dutch was so desperate that he went back to Micah. Yep, and Micah knew it as well. Yes. Yeah, and just this slimy piece of shit. And he he's dressed so sloppily. Yep. He's nowhere near the philosopher that he was earlier. Nope. It's the Dutch that you see. Well, you know, in in Red Dead One, he sort of has a bit of his gusto back. Yeah, yeah, he's reclaimed a little bit of it. But this is a man at the who has hit rock bottom. 
Yeah. Basically. Yeah. He's had to go back to the person that essentially fucked him over. Yeah. Right in front of him. It's such a tense standoff because Sadie's got... No, um, Micah has Sadie at this Mm -hmm. point. Yep, Micah has Sadie. John... So John can't freely shoot, and then Dutch steps out, and you're like, the odds are, like, obviously John lives, obviously, and so does Dutch. But I was just like, I don't know how exactly this is going to shake out. Yeah, and then basically John's saying, like, you know, like, screaming, saying, let her go, nothing good will come of this, rah, rah, rah. And eventually John's like, Dutch, say something. Just say something. And Dutch turns around to him and just goes, I don't think I have much to say right now, and fucking shoots Micah. And like, at that oh. point, I was trying to rush. I was trying to rationalize why he would do that. And the only thing I can figure is that basically Dutch weighed up his options of getting out of there. Yep. And Micah dying was his best odds at getting out of there without anything happening. I honestly, I I think it was. Yeah, I think you're right. With it was he. It was his best way out. But also, it, it's he'd given up. Yeah, he had. He was just but like, like, fuck it. I have to imagine that the other version, if he's like, okay, cool, I shoot John. Mm-hmm. Like, still with Micah. Mm, exactly, you know. Um, I think and and if, seeing John if, if, alive and, and well, I guess, it, I think might I mean, have just made, made him go, maybe fu- that was the, the nail in the coffin for him finally realizing that, oh, wait, no, Micah is a terrible person. Um, yeah, well, because, like, um, if John can find him up there. Exactly. Like... And if and also if John can turn his life around and just and yeah. still be alive after all that went down, um, maybe he there's maybe there's a chance for him yet to strike out on his own. But yeah, at that point, Dead Eye kicks in, oh. and I mash that R one trigger so many times. Yeah, fucking loaded that piece of shit. I basically did as many times as I could until I saw him sort of raising his gun up. I'm like, well, this is it, Micah, and yeah. then just. Slammed it in. Just yep. filled him with a lead. Uh, and then, yeah. He's That's dead. It. Done. Dutch is, again, slinked away and to, to live his life. It's going to play out in Red Dead 1. Uh, and look, he, I get another little a little thing like that I'm like not annoyed at, but I'm, I, I get it. It's, it. it's Nothing more needs to be said, but like the game just ends. For a game that takes so much time and... and is very meticulous with like laying everything out nice and clo- carefully and pacing things so well. The game, they get home, they ride back, and John gets off his horse and goes, "We did it, Abigail. He's dead." Credits. <laughs> and I get because I mean that like that's that's it though. That's yeah. the end. And it is it is I guess how Red Dead One ends. And before we I guess wrap all this up, I wanted to ask you this, and I haven't I I had this thought the other day. And I purposely haven't mentioned it to you because I want to bring it up on the show. Yep. Does this game change your thoughts on the end of the first Red Dead Redemption in any way? Because I know you don't like how it ends. I mean, I still have those same feelings, honestly. And for reasons that I think are further entrenched in me after this game. Okay. Just because John wants a different life for Jack. Yeah, true. It's so, it's so clear. And then for Jack to end up going down that same road as John for revenge is it's heartbreaking in a way, and it it sucks a little bit. Not not honestly. I don't. I, I don't hate it. I hate it less if that makes sense. Because that's now what I, I see why it sucks. Well, that's that, because that's what I expected. I thought that now that there's there's reasoning for it, and knowing 
Jack as a character a lot more than you do from Red Dead 1. Having yeah. that time and seeing how, how he grew up, he was surrounded by death by outlaws. and outlaws like he was surrounded by all that so he, he at one point he was kidnapped he was a f- italian mob yeah. guy and yep. he's 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 never known any better and like as much as he <laughs> wanted to try and get out like i guess that's the whole point is like you want if you're in that life you can't get out it's that's you can try just, as much as you want john wanted better for him and that's and that's why it sucks i now have a reason for why i think it and like i have changed my opinion from thinking it's bad yep to just, it makes me sad. Exactly. So it's it, it's more heartbreaking and it's yeah, slightly just because justified. he they wanted he wants to have a different life mm-hmm. and ultimately he doesn't break the chain. He doesn't break the cycle. He yep. follow he picks up where John left off and guns down Ross in for revenge. Exactly. And like that's that's I honestly had that thought. Like finishing this game, I was like, I wonder how Kyron if this is not necessarily made him think that it was like made you think that it was good but like i think what you said to me was exactly how i thought you might have uh it, it reframed out. the entire thing for me exactly and i think that's really interesting and um oh man it's so good because and you know what i i, I mean i stand by that i don't like playing as jack after that honestly yeah true Joel, it was weird playing as john because i just missed arthur yeah but I guess and that's the thing. It's always going to be the case when you play a game, especially like Red Dead 1 is okay. pretty long, but this one is very meaty. This is a very long game. You spend a lot of time with Arthur. Exactly. And like being, it was like spending all this time with, with, uh, with one character, you're always going to have some sort of attachment to them. And then when you leave them and play someone else, you're like, oh, well. I mean, where, where it really got me was the journal. Like having Arthur's journal. Yeah. And like watching John pick up where Arthur left off, yeah, it's just like, oh man, <laughs> it's I, I I like that though. Where it... I mean, I liked it, but it was just like you can flick back through all of Arthur's stuff. You mm-hmm. can go back to the part where um where jo- where Arthur writes about how Mary wants to give it another shot with him in like all caps. Mm-hmm. How he's so- how excited he is. Yeah, it's just yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's this is such a good story even yeah. like just beyond the game part like the story of this is just it's probably one of the best i've witnessed in a video game it's just it had me from start to finish i think it's it's rockstar's magnum opus i think it's the it's the i mean it it seems to be that every you always say that every time a new rockstar game comes out especially in the last six or seven years really like everything from red dead onwards is like all right, they're trying to take themselves a little bit more seriously now, and the tone of this story is just—it's so grounded. I, I think I love how sincere this story is. Yeah. I love that they, they give Arthur that time to sort of—you get to live the redemption part. You get to try and make amends. You run mm-hmm. into like the fit, like the wife, like Edith and the son oh, of the guy yeah. that you beat up and who gave you TB, and he—he's tr- trying so hard to make it right, and he's just like, "Look, you can't change what happened." Yep. Yeah. Just, but you can be a better person. Yeah. And like Arthur, like he's, I was giving away so much money oh, to anyone yeah. who was just like, give money, give money, give money. Did you just, interact with the blind guy a lot? It was a stranger. The one on the side of a road. Yeah. I yeah, a few times. Because every time I interacted with him, he basically predicts what's happening. He basically, so in a very cryptic way, but he predicts what's happening 
in the story. Oh yeah, he he, he reminds that. me of of the um, morality guy in Red Dead One. Oh yeah, that's right. Who who's never really clear if he actually exists or is John just seeing him? Yeah, uh, much like much like Gavin. We don't know if Gavin actually exists. I don't think. Holy shit, Joel! In the <sighs> epilogue, playing as John. Yep, I found that guy. I certainly did as well. It's like, and he's just like, it's he's like, just like four I've been years later, for years, for years, <laughs> and he's I don't even disheveled. remember what it looks like. Yeah, he's all disheveled. Oh, uh, apparently, Did you go back to Valentine and see Mickey. No, you can go back as John and talk to Mickey. Oh, and, uh, they they talk about Arthur. Oh, I know. <sighs> this game is so good. Yep, this, the world is still packed with secrets. Yeah, absolutely. I would be surprised if there are things that people haven't found yet that no doubt, still exist like, in that game. Did you know that you can, um, if you go by a certain rock, I forget where it is, you can witness the turtle guys like jumping off a cliff? No. It's only after epilogue part two that it becomes available. Oh. But uh, you can you can see them do that. Huh. Well. And of course there is the, um, you can visit the graves, which includes Arthur Morgan's. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you were an honourable Martha Morgan, your grave would be covered in flowers. Yep. <sighs> so good. This game is very good. Uh, we've talked for two hours about this, and we have. I this is this is this is the cut off for Red Dead until Goody talk, but there's still so much I can say about this game. Yeah, look, I think we need to. Yeah, we should, we should definitely wrap this up. Um. And we uh we 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 will definitely pick this up again. I think around yeah, like you said, game of the year talks and things like that. But uh, look, that's not going to be a fun conversation. Outlaws for life, Joel. Outlaws for life, indeed. All right, uh, we're back after our <laughs> Red Dead uh, blowout talk. But uh, I mean, we will bring it up again at game of the year time. But I think Maybe it was we, important to sort of- not not in that much detail. <laughs> Yeah, maybe not in that much detail. I, maybe I just need to. Stuff. I need to really talk because I haven't. I hadn't talked through it with you because I was. Yeah, again, exactly. I, like I said, I specifically sort of. Honestly, Joel, I'd stopped talking to you in chat on Facebook because I was like, no, I want to save this because there's so much good discussion to have here. Yeah. Um. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. I'm glad we did. It's um. It was. It was really good. Uh. And if you if you like that, thank you. If you if you if you skipped it because of spoilers, then. Check it out when you finish the game if you're playing it because yep, and talk to me about it if you want because I just love it to pieces. Yeah, hit us up on Twitter or or whatever, and we'll um I'm more than willing to go into details and have a chat about your theories and thoughts and whatnot. Um, now in terms of news this week, we were going to do dope or nope, but we decided no because it's not really a a lot of stuff, and also. As I was, as we were wrapping up Red Dead, I was like, "Oh, two hours, huh?" Uh yeah, that that too. Um, so we're gonna do things a little bit different this week, but we're gonna go straight to the bonus round. Bonus round. Now, our bonus round is normally where we answer questions that you guys write into us, uh, and uh, we answer them on the show. But uh, this week we thought we'd do something a little different Um, because it's not really, I mean, it is news, but it's just sort of one big block and it's sort of building off the last time we spoke about um, 
the Game Awards and the fact that the Game Awards are happening this week. Um, in fact, by the time you listen to this, they, they might they might have already been happened, depending on when you listen to the episode. Um, but And we will go into like full details about what gets announced and what won and all that juicy goodness. But uh, we thought we'd do a little bit of a speculation uh, topic, I guess, yeah, this week. Could- Last week, well, the other week when we we, we broke down the, the full nominee list, that was like yeah. strictly like who do we think is going to win? We, we yeah. didn't, and that was a big episode with Red Dead on the front. <laughs> Ironic, here we go again with Red Dead and Game Awards. Um, yeah, uh, we and didn't also even get to talk about like what could show up at Jeff Keighley's video game Christmas. Yeah, look, I I also kind of want to lump in a little bit with the kind of funny game yeah, showcase as fair. well. Because it's happening like the same day, I believe. Like, oh, I think it's no, the a next couple, day. Like the yeah, day after. Yeah, um, December eighth in America. It's, it's so. video game Boxing Day. <laughs> Basically, yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, just as a quick rundown for that as well, if you're not familiar with it, uh, kind of funny. The uh, online um, content creators, I guess. I know that word can those words can be seen as a little bit dirty, but like. Those, uh, th- that's what they do. They talk about video games and pop culture stuff, and I really like them. I'm a really big fan of them um, because I-, I do think they're genuinely funny, and also they kind of know their shit because they're all ex IGN. So, uh, and they've, well, especially in terms of Greg. Greg's been in the industry for quite a some time now and has a lot of contacts and whatnot. Um, and after the uh, Sony came out and said that they weren't doing PSX this year, they decided that they'd hold their own press conference of sorts um, and asked anyone out there that may have a game they want to announce or talk about. Um, and it seems like they got a fair whack of people um, you know, to, to reply to them. Cause apparently they're, they're, they're the, the current, he tweeted uh, on the 17th of November saying the current kind of funny game showcase count, a game count is 63. So, there's at least 63 things being announced. At- wasn't there like a rough number of like stealth drops that will happen as well? Yeah, I don't, I haven't got that here. At yeah, the I moment. feel like, but there's going to be some, and that's exciting. But yeah, he said that they, they, there's going to be, um, yeah, like stealth drops. He said there's going to be two games that are listing. He said as well, uh, he tweeted, I currently have two games for the kind of funny game showcase that are listing Vita as a platform. So. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if they got like Geo Corsi out to announce those because that's the type of people they are. Um, someone also said on on, on Reset Era as well that Greg's also confirmed multiple AAA publishers are involved and multiple shadow drops. Uh, and they said that companies like Devolver and Anapurina have replied to his showcase tweets as well. So I think this keen. is... I, I think some people on the internet are, are sort of like brushing this aside as like, uh, oh, these, they're just mucking around sort of thing. But I think this is going to be something that is kind of big uh, if, in its own way. Yeah, I mean, and even if, man, it's going to be, because it sounds like a lot of these might even be like indie stuff, which is great. Because yes. this is already getting a lot of attention. So I think a lot of people will be tuning in. Mm-hmm. And I, I really hope that this is going to be, that it does well and they get a good response for it. Because if, this becomes a new, the new normal for them. Like this could be a completely new thing that people actually look forward to at the part of the year. Um, and I'd be more than okay with that. 
But Kyron, let's go. Let's go into game awards. What? What do you? What do you expect? What are you hoping for? I know the answer to both of those questions, <laughs> but I want you to tell everyone at home. Look, Jeff Keighley has said. 10 new game reveals. So there'll be 10 new games that we haven't heard of before, presumably. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Uh, and, then, and then obviously they'll be, they'll be on top of all the games that'll just get new trailers. Mm-hmm. Joel, you know what it's time for. Mm-hmm. It's time. It's time. It's been a year and a half. Got three words for you. Or two words and a number. Metroid Prime 4. It's time. Yeah. It's time. It's, and I, I honestly think it's going to happen. Um. I, I just, uh, it, it's, what else is there to say? Like, it's, it's been long enough. I think Nintendo haven't got a whole lot else up their sleeve. We might get a trailer for Bayonetta 3, but I see, mean. we don't know how, it's tough. I mean, we don't know how far along Metroid is either, but yeah. I almost feel like, like Platinum seem like they've got to constantly have a lot on their plate. Yeah. So maybe it's further along than we think, but I also don't know if Nintendo brings the same game back to back, you know what I mean? Like they did that's, this, they did the Zelda that appeared at a couple of them, but that's, but that's different, a though. Zelda game. That's a Zelda game. And that's a first party Nintendo game. It's not yes. a, I know that Bayonetta can maybe be seen as a, I guess, second party Nintendo franchise. Know, at now. this point, like two thirds of Bayonetta games will be Nintendo exclusive. Exactly. So, and I, Bayonetta I mean, and Smash. <laughs> yeah. Like, She's pretty much Nintendo as it gets, but like compared to a Zelda game, which is like yeah, yeah, which is yeah, developed in house by Nintendo, not exactly. this one's by Platinum, who they just basically they're financing it. Yeah, um, I think like, like like you said, I think it's time. Like, what else do we need to say? Yeah, I mean, so if, let's, if not now, then when? Really? If you cr- if you crunch for like we, so we know Nintendo's got they've got that weird mech game coming out early next year. Mm. They've got oh, Luigi's yeah. Mansion Three, which is in TBC. Like it's got a logo mm-hmm. and a yep. teaser. Uh, Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. Fire Emblem is meant to be popping up sometime next year. Yep. You know what I keep thinking, Joel? I just keep thinking that none of those sort of games feel like Game Awards games. No, they don't. And I think a lot of people expected it last year as well. After I, I, I did. <laughs> yeah, I know, and I did as well. And don't get me wrong, very happy with what we got from Nintendo oh, last yeah. year. Bayonetta but... feels like a Game Awards reel. Yeah, fuck yeah. Like, it, it, it's the little franchises that could, really. Um, it got a second life. I still can't and believe we're getting funding. a third one. That's insane. Yeah. I, I can't either, and I'm fucking so excited. Um, but yeah, I think it's been long enough. It's been cooking. Surely they've got something to show. Because, I mean, I, I think at best... I mean, I don't think we're going to see heaps. No. I think we get like a, probably a short, maybe even just a CG trailer and a logo with a title. Yep. But even that is enough to just... Yep. Because I think, I do think it's going to come with a trilogy remaster. Because as people keep saying, it's been years. Like I was playing my copy of Metro Prime Trilogy on the Wii U the other day. Came out, I mean, it was copyright 2009. It's like nearly 10 years ago now yeah unless you have a wii u which you can easily boot it up and buy a digital copy tracking down a physical copy is incredibly hard and ridiculously expensive and also to like it would work so well i know in 
both aspects of uh, in both ways of playing that system yes It'll work well in handheld in terms of like using just the entire system to look around they might have um, to do some changes for metroid prime 3 but yeah one and two should be pretty easy before. to adapt yeah. both ways um but i'm sure that that wouldn't be too much of a problem if they're already going to be building them as a collection for this, yeah. this console so all right it's been so long and it would be the perfect way for people to catch up because I do still think that Metroid, Metroid Prime 4 is a ways off. I, don't, I, I think maybe if we're lucky next year, but I still think it's like maybe even 2020. But give us like a... Do it basically how Payton 3 happened, right? Where we get a tease, a name, and then also announce like a trilogy HD and boy, am I going to be off of the moon. That's what I yeah. need. It's all I need. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um... Well, look, you reminded me of something that I forgot got announced. <laughs> like, it was last week, I think. I forget um, exactly. It's like Jeff is tweeting out stuff every day. Yeah, he's dropping, dropping, of hype. <laughs> dropping information left, right and center, but um, but yet still saying nothing. Yeah. Uh, but apparently Anthony and Joe Russo are going to be there. Now, I, I hear maybe some of you out there going, who are Anthony and Joe Russo? Well, have you seen a little film called Avengers Infinity War? Um, if the answer is no, you are part of like the 3% that yeah. hasn't. Um, I guess that's not fair. But no, but Marvel is huge. Exactly. And look, whatever's been happening at Square Enix, we expected to see something from it at E3, and then we got that horribly disappointing showcase that they put out um, with nothing in it, essentially. Um, and we're on the precipice of, uh, we just got a new trailer for Captain Marvel today as we record this. It was a good trailer. It was a very I'm good trailer. very excited to see that movie. Brie Larson is killing it. Fuck yeah, she is. Um, and it's, oh, it, what the guy who directed it directed something else as well. It's really cool that I really liked. I always yeah, forget what it was. I forget as well. I'm, but I'm bad with movie directors. Yeah. <laughs> it was something that I really, really liked, but, um. And the rumours are kicking around as well that it seems almost confirmed at this moment, but I'm not sure um, that we might be getting an Avengers 4 trailer. Again, it could be out by the time you listen to this episode. You could already have seen it and be going, oh, you idiots. Um, (laughs) It's already out, you You idiot. It's old news, guys. We've watched it four times over. We don't control time. Exactly. Exactly. But, I mean... There's a stone for that. Look, you don't bring Anthony and Joe Russo to the Game Awards. Like, that seems to be a... a, That's that's a weird choice, right? It's tough, because on one hand, I can see Jeff doing it for the clout, but on the other hand, like... I The reason I felt for sure that the Avengers game would be at E3 was because it's so close to Infinity War. Yeah, because right now is the time. If you're especially off, off the back of Marvel Spider Man, just killing it. Mm-hmm. Like if you've got a Marvel game, like talk about it. If you've got a Marvel like team game as well, because yeah. like, like if you've got an Avengers game, that's what I'm trying to say. I guess it's, if you've got an so Avengers like, game, now's the time. I want to believe we'll see it because it. I really mostly because I want to see it, and I think yeah, like now is the time to strike. They should have struck at E3, but maybe it wasn't ready. Yep. Maybe maybe now's time. Now, now is the perfect time because we're three months out from Captain Marvel. We're 
five, six months out from Avengers 4. If we get a trailer this week for Avengers 4. It's changing after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to be a weird, world, weird new Marvel world. Scrolls, baby. Bring on the scrolls. Bring on the Secret Wars. Um, yeah. So, I like, that's... I, that's what I want. I want to see that Avengers game. One, because I want to see it and it feels like it's a good time and all that sort of stuff. But one, I just want to, I want to know that it exists because yeah, I, mean, that's, that's I have thing, my doubts at the moment. Uh, the, the way Square Enix have been lately, Square I have my doubts. have terrible management. Mm-hmm. I guess for saving grace here is that it's not by Square Enix proper. It's by Crystal Dynamics, Crystal Dynamics the, I old, think, yeah. the, the old Tomb Raider team. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I just think it's time. I mean, if you can have the Russos there, that almost just seems perfect. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But as we, as I, we said off, yeah. off off recording, like Hans Zimmer will also be there doing potentially performing, like orchestrating, like compo- like conducting a song with the Game Awards Orchestra. So that could oh. also lead to God knows what. Like, or it could be again Jeff going, "I got Hans Zimmer here." Yeah, look how good I am. I'm the best. I'm like, well, you're pretty good, man. You got the, you got some good friends. Anyway, here's uh, but I, I mean, I want to believe Fortnite because it's, t- it's time. <laughs> well, because you know, Fortnite's going to be there apparently. So. <laughs> well, of course it is. Well, and yeah. aren't they like hyping it up or something? Where it's like the future of Fortnite. There's like Fortnite's going to have a like... world premiere there. Yes. <laughs> I, is it is it that Save the World is dead and? <laughs> And the battle royale is the game they're, now. They're teasing, they're teasing season seven. So, yeah, cool. A bitter ice spreads three days until season seven. Oh, good. But uh, cool. Yeah, uh, I, mean, I, I want to believe. <laughs> I want to believe, Joel. It's I think time it's time to see this Avengers game. I think it is hundred percent. Um, what else has been kicking around the internet? There was oh, there was a big, big thing about. Superman and Rocksteady. I was all ready to talk about it, and then within like days, it got debunked. So yeah, Rocksteady, you see, it was pretty quick to be like, "Yeah, not wrong." Oh, and, okay, all right. And they weren't even subtle about it. They were just like, "Nah, it's not. We're not yeah. working on Superman, and we're not going to be at Game Awards." But I game love awards. it. Was basically that. So yeah, yeah, we're not going to be at Game Awards, and we're definitely not doing Superman. It's like, okay, yeah, okay. all right, cool. Um, there's, yeah. there's rumors starting to pop up that Mortal Kombat will show up, and honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. Yep, it's about time as well. I remember, I remember um, Ed Boon was teasing something months ago, I think closer to E3, and then nothing was, sort of happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right, he was too. He was talking something up. But... Yeah, nothing. Um, I mean, what else do we... like? There's a, uh, There's been a couple of Ubisoft things like pop up, say uh, Project Bowmore. It's an unannounced game that popped up on uh, a German retailer media market site uh, alongside the page for Assassin's Creed compilation. Um, there's also a couple of uh, two other ones, uh, three other ones as well: Project Rocket, Project Dose, and Project Egyptus. Um, I mean, say what you will about Ubisoft, I respect that they they can they have a company that can just go new IP. Yep, absolutely. They can just do it. <laughs> Having said that, please give me a trailer for Watch Dogs Three. Um, I don't think I don't think it's too much to maybe say that Metroid won't be the only thing Nintendo brings. I, uh, yeah, I don't think so either. I, there's a little video that people have been retweeting from, I think it was E3 this year, where Jeff is sort of uh, razzing um, Reggie a bit. 
Because you have to be more specific because that happens almost every time that so, they share a stage. Specifically, they're playing a game at E3 and Jeff's talking about how like he's talk, basically given Reggie a hard time because they've taken his date for Smash. Oh. They're like, you took you took my date for Smash. And Reggie's like, well, it's technically the day before. <laughs> and he's just like, so we can expect Nintendo to do something special? And Reggie's like, oh, maybe, we'll be, maybe we will do something special. So who knows? Do you think maybe we'll get a character reveal? I was going to say, a Smash DLC character... Well, I mean, what we do know is that Nintendo has picked the DLC roster. Exactly. Imagine if they revealed it. Yeah. Or the whole thing, you reckon? Yeah. Like, I mean, Tekken 7 just finished revealing its roster for its season pass. Do you think they... they there's no way they'd drop the whole thing. Isn't there? I just... I don't think... That doesn't sit right with me for some reason. I know. I mean, if that's... They're doing it. They're still doing it the shady way. <laughs> yeah. It, well. Yeah. Absolutely. Hundred percent. But I kind of like. If I'm being completely honest, I kind of like the shady way because it's you get more of a hype instead of like one <laughs> big dose of it. In what one if it's a hit. real good trailer. <laughs> uh, look. Hey. Look. I'll be happy if they do it. I'd, I'd be happy regardless. But I don't know. I just it doesn't sit right with me. No. I do. Um, I do hear you. And like, I, it, it isn't Sakurai's way. No. Um, I don't know. It's just it's, it's it's interesting that Nintendo has picked that like they know the characters. They've picked all yeah. of them already, so there's nothing nothing is changing there. They're just going to well, make them. That that brings us to the next point, though. If Nintendo are bringing other things, if they do bring Metro Prime Four, and they are bringing other things, do you think it'll be something that will be related to said Smash character reveal if they do one? Like I'm that, not like an IP. I'm not willing to rule out that the Smash DLC will be tied to the games that are coming up, is what I'll say. So, like do, we I, see, do we see a trailer for Animal Crossing? I don't think Animal Crossing is a game on what's a game. It could bring it. They could, but I just... I don't know, man. They could do it. It'd be... Just have the Nintendo rock block in the middle and just fucking... Here's Metro man. Prime 4. Here's Animal Crossing. Here's Smash DLC. I don't know if you put Animal Crossing... In the middle there, I feel like Animal Crossing. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Like if you put it near the right award, I guess. Yeah, it's just I don't know. It's it's a weird thing to think about what trailers you think work at game awards. Mm. It's not impossible though. Like I know I think I mean, a lot. Yeah. I think a lot of people were basically on the under the impressions that Animal Crossing is coming sooner than we think. Yeah. But it, it is also worth remembering that Fire Emblem doesn't have a date yet, and it was meant to come early next year, but that I seems think, to be slipping. I think we might get a trailer for that, and if we get a bloody another fucking Fire Emblem character... We will, Joel. We're going to get a Fire Emblem character. Oh, God. I'm excited. Oh, look, I'm excited for the people that it's exciting for, but I'm just like, oh, another one, really, please. It's going to happen. I, yeah, I'd almost prefer another Pokemon. <laughs> Like, I mean, you, you'll, you'll get another Pokemon as well because there'll be a new Pokemon fine. game next year. I would, yeah, I would almost prefer to have another Pokemon. Hey, honest. mate, that's not fair. You don't know what the Fire Emblem hero will be. I don't know. Fire Emblem, Karen. <laughs> Here's the problem, Sakurai. I love Fire Emblem. Yeah, he picks. He's picked some pretty boring characters. Now right. I get it. I get it that they're the main characters, but there are cool ones that like. I'm sorry if you like him, but I don't like Ike I respect that his game is good Path of Radiance and Radiant Dawn they're using both of those they're quite good games but 
when we already have, and I know, I know people will come at me going, well, cut Roy. And I'll say to you, stay away from Roy. <laughs> He's my boy and you can't have him. <laughs> but like, shit, dude, we've got Marth, Lucina, Roy, Ike, Corrin as sword users. Yeah. All I ask is he like, cause there are other like, man, I still, even though I'm not a huge fan of the game, like Ephraim from eight sacred stones, he fights with a, a lance, a spear. And it looks, I think there's something there. Like there are other, there are other units that don't use swords. Um, Robin's close being like a, a multi-class, like sword wielder and magic caster. Yeah. There are other unit types you can look at Sakurai. And the problem is, Again, he picks the lords, and the lords always are pretty boring in those games. Right. They usually okay. use a sword, and that's really about it. But I'm, I'm hoping that they might do something a bit more exciting with three houses, but we'll see. Okay. You, you will get a Fire Emblem character, Virgil. I'm sorry. I fucking know we will. And I'm, I'm not... I, this is not me hating on Fire Emblem. I'm just like, okay, all right, that's fine. It's okay. Um... Moving away from Nintendo slightly, it's been rumors going around. Well, it was a, it was a Walmart Canada leak. God damn it! So take that as you will. It's been right and wrong in the past. That uh, that Death Stranding is is slated for June, I believe, next year. So, first of all, I don't know if I believe that. But I think it's worth bringing up the possibility that we might see some Sony trailers here with release dates. Sony's not going to be at E3 next year. Mm-hmm. So you've got to wonder why. Now, I'm not yeah. saying that all their games will be out before E3. But they clearly don't really seem like they've got anything new to show for those games. No. I do think so- at least... I think one of those big games, probably Ghosts or Death Stranding, will probably get a release date soon. So you reckon those two? I don't think Last of Us. No way. Okay. I don't know, man. I feel like I feel like Naughty Dogs like is this because it's um sucker is it Sucker Punch doing Ghosts? Yeah, there was yeah, a big I, gap. Actually, There's a big gap between like even yeah. What was the second first light? Yeah, first light, but the spin-off yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. know. I feel like but and even even Death Stranding like who like we don't even know if that game is yet, dude. But it could no. easily get a release date. <laughs> I, yeah. It'll have a trailer think, because Kojima and Kaylee are best buds. Well, Kojima's probably going to fucking be there. He's going to well, bring Almost his, definitely. He's going to bring his crew. I know a bunch of... Um, Norman Reedus will be there. Fucking bring along Mads Mikkelsen. Why not? Get him I've, up there. Guillermo del Toro. Get him up there as well. I've seen some people have been hanging out at Kojima Productions this week. Um, oh. Corey Barlog from, from <sighs> Santa Monica was over there and so was... Someone from Insomniac. So look, Sony guys are converging on Japan. <laughs> and they will come back together as a crew. Oh, man. I love video game ra- Christmas, man. The mind races. Um, and it's mere days. Mere days before we know. It really is. Uh, was, was there anything else that's sticking out to you? That, is there anything uh, you want that, that doesn't really seem plausible, but you would really want um oh man that's a tricky question i would love to see to hear something for a second season of uh of fighters dlc oh that's a good one actually and not entirely out of the realm of possibility because we are on the cusp of dragon ball super broly 
Yeah. Now, that would actually be pretty cool. They've already been announced for Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2, so maybe it's not so exciting. And I guess, oh, spoilers if you care, but um, so in, Xenoverse 2 will be getting the new form of Broly, who is, of course, it's going to be weird because this is canon Broly and every other Broly is not canon. Right. But uh, So he's being added to Xenoverse 2, but so is, spoilers once again, sorry if you care, <laughs> um, Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan Gogeta. Which is, oh. I know you're not much into the Dragon Ball stuff, my friend, mm-hmm. but uh, Gogeta is, so you can, it, there's fusion in Dragon Ball, and one way is with special earrings, which makes Vegito, who is canon. The yeah. other way is by doing the silly fusion dance, which you're probably, you've probably seen. Hell yeah, um, I've seen a fusion yeah, dance. Yeah, so that makes Gogeta, who typically, at this point, is not canon, because he's only been in the Dragon Ball Z movies, like, once, okay. and they're not canon, but this movie is, and he is in it. Sorry if you didn't want to know that, anyone out there listening, but he is. And they're not shy about it. There's a video you can go watch. He looks say, incredible. I was going to say, isn't it like, it, in, if you, if you, sorry for spoilers, but isn't the tra- the, the latest trailer for it just like spoiler yes, city? Yes, it is just like, hey, here's Gogeta. <laughs> <laughs> he is everything. Um, and fair enough, he looks amazing and the animation looks gorgeous, but it does line up. That comes out in American cinemas and Australian cinemas in January, but it actually hits Japan, like I think in a couple of weeks. So right. they could very easily kick off the next season of Fighters DLC. It's got to be happening. That game has done so well. Yep. Uh, and season yeah, I, one is finished now. It's done. Um, yeah, I would not be surprised. Um, all right. Well, in terms of the kind of funny stuff, there's a, a recent era thread that's got like a, a list of like apparently confirmed locks. Aren't Kid Fox going to be there? Wait, wait, really? I thought I, I, thought I saw Kid Fox mentioned. Fuck yes. I'm just going to double check. Give me some more Boyfriend Dungeon, baby. Oh, man. Anyway, so... Uh, yeah, Kit Fox are mentioned. Fucking yes. Get around it. Um, Yeah, Greg tweeted out, Hey, Yakuza game and Sega, you want to announce something at Kind of Funny Game Showcase? And Sega replied with, You know what? You've convinced us. Sure. So... Uh, some people seem, seem to think that might be the Kiwami PC port. It could be. Um, um, it could even be just simple English confirmation for Judge Eyes or whatever that new game they're working oh, on Oh, yeah, is. true. Yeah. Or it could be the HD collection of Yakuza 3, 4, and 5. Yeah. Um, Lots of options. They've said here, I think that it seems like there's going to be a Smash Brothers Ultimate after party. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> So uh, yeah, because they're all very excited for it, so they're probably going to play some uh, probably some Smash after the uh, announcement on Twitch. Um, the other confirmed locks they've got here are Mini Mech Mayhem, which is a PSVR game from Future Lab, the guys that made uh, Velocity Two X. Oh yeah, um, uh, Adams Ascending from Parable Worlds. I'm not familiar with that one. Or Double Cross by Thirteen AM Games. That sounds familiar for some reason. Which one? Double Cross. The game is called Double Cross. It's called Double Cross, and it's from 13am games. Hmm. Um, Desert Child from uh, Akupara Games, which I'm very excited for. I feel like that might actually be a shadow drop, because I think it's supposed to be coming out this month. Um, two games from Noodle Cakes Games, who made Super Stickman Golf and a bunch of like uh, mobile games, which are really good. Uh, Y2K from Axe Studios. Very excited about that, and if that gets shadow dropped... I'm going to throw money at that because I'm excited to play that game. Yeah. Well, what we know that, yeah, 
so it'll have 60 game reveals, six of which are set to launch during the live stream. Mm-hmm. Um, because look, hey, it's kind of funny. They don't. They're gonna do things when, it, or, like, you know, they're gonna they're gonna set the hype levels high and usually fill fulfill them as well. They're usually good at that. Um, Turbo Lance from Turbo Lance, uh, Long Gone Days from Bura, uh, After Charge from the best game studio name ever, Chainsaw some games. <laughs> Fucking love that. It's so good. Um, it, it makes me mad that I didn't think of that first. Um, <laughs> as that just a word to put together. Uh, Toe Jam and Earl back in the groove. Uh, it's a release date announcement, apparently. So a release oh, okay. date for the new Toe Jam and Earl game. Nice. Uh, Wraith Games, Drinkbox Games, which is the guys from Guacamole, Severed, and Mutant Blobs Attack. Um, has Guacamole 2 been announced for... like a Dated for Switch yet? Is it out for Switch? Is two out? I thought the first one was. And I think the second one's coming, but it doesn't have a date yet. That's what we're I gonna, thought. We're going to find out. Okay. Because if, if not, I reckon that could be a Shadow Drop. Dropping Guacamole 2. And if that if that is, again, might throw money at that. <laughs> because it's, uh, it's not out yet, but it has a date. Oh, does it? It's December oh. 10th, so it's next week. Oh, okay. Maybe they... Hey, they could just surprise us. Just be like, fuck it, it's out now. Um, And Mike Bithell is going to be the guy behind Volume. Thomas Was Alone and Subsurface Circular. Yes. Which is very, very interesting. Um, Again, if you're not familiar with Kind of Funny, it's definitely worth checking them out in general and then checking this showcase out as well. Um, Because they know a lot of people uh, and are quite friendly with a lot of people. Um. They, they, it was. I remember like Easy Allies and these guys, and I think maybe Giant Bomb, are, like one of the only ones that had Corey Barlog on for like spoiler casts for um, God of War. Um, they're also good friends with Steve Gainor from um, Fuck Fulbright, uh, the guys that made uh, Gone Home and Tacoma. Um, a lot of like, yeah, really cool indie people and a lot of. Like, sort of not super full AAA people, but also, you know, a lot of people in the industry. So I think there's going to be a lot of stuff there that, that gets announced. Um, any And if Devolver's coming along to the party, something batshit crazy is going to happen there, and I'm totally down for that. Um, yeah, I, I'm i very excited for this because I think it's harder to pick because yeah. I think it's going to be lots of cool little indie games more than anything, yeah. and that's great. But it makes yeah. it really hard to go, I think this will be there. Yeah, absolutely. I just like, like, there was a list of, like, yeah, like the confirmed locks here that people have um, sourced around, apparently. There's also yeah. tweets. Yeah, I mentioned it before about, like, the, there might be multiple AAA games there as well. I believe it, honestly. I believe they'll be. Because, yeah. again, um, again, with their. Look, here's what we know. And it's kind of, it's not going to matter much because there'll definitely be a trailer at the Game Awards. But, uh, kind of funny. With um, Greg Miller got Kojima to Australia. Yeah, true. Like, Very true. Because Greg Miller, he he was like he was the PlayStation guy at IGN. He was the guy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so like, mm. it's it's worth keeping that in mind. There is no I, PlayStation experience this year. I yeah. Look, I, I, I like I said before. I honestly hope. Sorry, I'm just looking through the comments on this recent era thread and someone just said, honestly, once they get a studio in LA, I could totally see Kind of Funny and Easy A collaborating on this next year. Yeah. Man, 
holy shit. That that would be really fucking cool if they did that next year. If the, if this takes off and they decide it's really great and they want to do it again next year, get the allies in on it as well. Have a it's bigger the, team. It's the dream. Oh, it really is. They're my favorite. They're both my favorites. Carl's got the hookups, man. He's got the connections. Well, that's it. Like you know, and then you've got the you've got the other connection to Greg uh, Jeff Keeley, which I mean, exactly I, the guys from Kind of Funny probably also do as well. So. Uh, Kyle is working on the Game Awards, man. He knows. He knows things. Yeah. Well, apparently, apparently, yeah. Here, yeah, Tim Geddes put uh, it was in the recent era thread as well for it, saying, "So excited for this. We, especially Greg, in all caps, have been working super hard on it, and seeing it all come together has been awesome. Thank you guys for being so supportive." Five a.m. Sunday, Joel. Five a.m. Sunday. It is. That's when it is Australian time. Yes. Oh God. Oh, I won't. I probably won't catch it live. But I'm gonna cat like it'll be my breakfast watching, my breakfast viewing. What time do I work on Sunday? It's Wait, no, I don't. <gasps> I don't. I don't work Sunday, Karen. I've just got D and D. Oh boy. Anyway, no, just D and D. It's all right. I'll w- watch it on the way out there. Let's have it running. Anyway, uh, any other final comments about the the Game Awards wish list and and potentially what could happen at Kind of Funnies? Shindig, believe in Samus. <laughs> believe in Samus. I th- I do believe in Samus, and I think it's yeah, it's time. It's time. It's her time. It is her time to shine. It's her time to put out a trailer and then go. See you in like another year, guys. Hang in there. One last thing: Do we get a Nintendo sixty four mini announcement? I think so much of that depends on Nintendo and Microsoft and Rare's willingness to play ball. I still say, I stand by that. I, I, look, I, I believe you and I think, but I think that that bridge is fairly closed now or like, like bridged, the, they've bridged that gap fairly well. I mean, if Banjo and Kazooie pop up as Smash DLC. Yeah. Then yes, because I, I don't, I don't, think you do a nintendo 64 mini that doesn't have stuff like perfect dark and the banjo games and even at least oh at least one of them i don't think conquer gets on there oh it's pretty mature i mean it is it is but like let's look at the people who are going to be buying it though i yeah <laughs> but who who did a lot of people buy their snes and nes minis for yeah but yeah, maybe there's a way of like there's like a parental lock on that one. That I, I think I think the the one of the banjos will basically make up for not having that there. Probably a, ban- a banjo game, probably the first one, and Donkey Kong sixty four. Right. Because I mean, already yeah. already because you can have Mario sixty four as well. That's that's three platformers right there. Yeah, Conquer wasn't strictly platformer, but it was there was a lot of that in it. Yeah. Hey, I love Conquer, man. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Jeff Force Gemini? <laughs> fuck yeah, Jeff Force I want to play that. <laughs> I actually really want to play that. Oh, really? Well, you've got the collection, don't you? The rare whatever. I do, me- yeah. It's on there. It's on there. You have the power. I could play it. Hmm. All right. I hear it's aged terribly, though. Oh, yeah. I don't doubt it. Um, okay. Well, I guess we're just going to have to wait. Temporary expectations until we eventually get uh, all is revealed. 
within the next couple of days. Imminent. It is imminent. Imminent. But Smash Brothers and Game Awards and Kind of Funny Showcase. Until then, though, I think that that's an episode, Kyron. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. As always, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast. We do appreciate it if you've reached this point, whether or not you listen to us talk about Red Dead in painstaking detail for two hours or just mm-hmm. tune in for the last half an hour. We do appreciate it. Uh, as always, you can find us on the social medias where we are on both Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, where we are just Dialogue Options. Uh, whatever podcast platform you listen to us on, whether it's Podbean, Podchaser, iTunes, Spotify might have reviews, anything like that. Chuck us reviews, thumbs up, shares, likes, stars, whatever it is, every bit counts and helps. Uh, as for our individual accounts, you can find me on Twitter where I am at X. And honestly, Joel, most of my tweets have been uh, Red Dead related, but here's what I'll here's what I'll give you. Today okay. I retweeted the trailer for Negan in Tekken I Seven. I haven't I watched this yet. I'm gonna have to ask you to watch it because I don't know how I feel. Okay. Like once we, once we finish, I'll watch it for sure. It sound like according to the trailer, it sounds like it is in fact Jeffrey Dean Morgan who That's is awesome. And like I'm conflicted because I'm like this crossover is weird, <laughs> and this is it. It's playing on a like the pivotal Negan scene. But oh. Because of how it works, it just. I don't know. I was in hysterics. I don't know if I was meant to be, but I was laughing my ass off. Uh, but where can I find you, Joel? Uh, you can find me at Jolly Mac, where the last thing I tweeted is a picture of me wearing an early Christmas present from Ash, which is my uh, Diva headset. Uh, yes, I now own a pair of uh, uh, Mecha headset now. Um, Winky face. Awesome. Winky face indeed. That's exactly what I posted. So um, I love them. I've been playing Red Dead with them. They're actually really comfy. Joel, um, oh yes, how good is the sound of Red Dead with headphones? Yes, I, that's, well, yeah, just to touch on that as well. Yeah, it's awesome. It's, it was great. So good. So I started good. doing it because I'm like, oh, I've got my new headset. I'll try it out playing Red Dead. And now that's pretty much how I play it. So yeah, um, the world is scarier when you can hear everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's really good. Like bass wise, it's really good when I'm playing with the soundbar just on my TV. But yeah, the headset's really good for that, those um, creepy moments. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's all I've tweeted this week. Very quiet for me. Yeah. Well, again, like I've been mostly working and playing Red Dead when I can. That's so exactly nothing it. exciting. That's well, in that case, I'll let our wonderful theme song take us out and we will catch you guys next week. See ya. Bye. Options podcast.